0: Turkey. we're live at the YMCA, and Van decides to only check his microphone 10 seconds before the broadcast, and so then he starts to hack up a lung. We figure it out.
1: Fred Slow, I am a bronchitis survivor. That's not a thing. So stand with me.
0: Being a bronchitis survivor I believe we have a ribbon. It's not a thing. It's not a thing at all to claim to be a bronchitis survivor.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a thing. I got a. Uh, I ordered some ribbons. I got a pin. we I, are, I'm not sure what day it is, but we I'm gonna have a special day. What color ribbon is it to be a bronchitis survivor? Probably like a like a mucus yellow green no, kind think,
0: of color. I think that one's already taken. Live strong.
1: Oh uh, well, they don't deserve it. Okay, good yeah. point.
0: I'm Fred Slow Alongside me, Van Nunley. Van
1: bronchitis survivor. No,
0: it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You can still kind of hear it in my voice, right? Just New a sprinkle? New Mexico Broadcaster of the Year, as far as sports influencing category goes. Congratulations. On being
1: a bronchitis survivor? No,
0: it's still not a thing. No. Oh. How was your 4th of July weekend, brother? I'll tell you what,
1: it wasn't very great <clears throat> until actual 4th of July. Same,
0: exact same thing
1: on my end. So, uh, yeah, you went through some personal stuff that I'm no, sure we're not going to discuss here, but... I went through some physical stuff, i.e. my jokes leading into this segment, being okay. a bronchitis survivor, mm-hmm. laid up in bed for four days straight. A little under the weather. Peeled myself off the couch and hosted a hot dog eating competition That oh. friend of the show, Hollow Spirits.
0: We were at Hollow Spirits yesterday, and it was a banger of a 4th of July event out there. You and I and uh, 20 of the closest friends of the show that are humanly possible, they all competed in a hot dog eating competition, and way too many fans... It was crazy to me how many people came out to watch, like, their loved one plus many strangers competitively eat hot dogs against each other.
1: And this was only the second annual. <laughs> I think it's only going to get bigger and wilder here in Albuquerque at Hollow Spirits it on was, the 4th of July. It was, it was unne- so much fun. It was unnecessary. It's going to uh, get bigger.
0: The You and I emceed a uh, banger of a job between both of us, which I heard from many people. Um, I mean... We're no John Shay, George Shea. We're no George Shea. We can't go up there. We don't have the chops, you know. We don't have the the mini colloquialisms of the hot dog eating realm and world. Your words, not mine. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, as far as the Albuquerque version goes, I mean, we were right there,
1: upper echelon. I'd Yeah, like to think
0: so. Congratulations to our big winner, some guy from England.
1: Yeah, what? A little redemption time. What? Uh huh. He wants his tea back. He, he's starting with hot dogs. Yeah, I do. There was a
0: chant afterwards where it was like, uh, "They were like, uh, protect the Rio Grande. He's got the tea." <laughs> we like, "What? That's, it's too shallow to dump the it tea doesn't in. Doesn't make sense." So I think it makes sense. We're at the YMCA, at the intersection of San Mateo and in Indian School today. Come hang out with us at the. Horn. We're going to be here up until 7 o'clock. No, Ice Topes on a Tuesday van. Ice Topes played last night, took a tough L on the road. But that's what Minor League Baseball does. Is minor League Baseball allows a Minor League Baseball team to have a home game on the third. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it allows a baseball team to have a home game on the fourth. Correct. So you're, you're going to have one or the other. Yep. That way you can shoot off fireworks for your fans and your supporters. And the Isotopes did that this past weekend. Twelve thousand people out Sunday night on the third. Ten thousand people out Monday, or excuse me, Saturday night for Mariachi's night, and just under ten thousand people on Friday for, uh, I guess, me and Andres. Trujillo, who were hanging out doing the broadcast, I guess. Clear backpack night, it's, uh, and it's Slade.
1: Did you bring me a clear backpack?
0: It may or may not be in the possession of my girlfriend, and you will never see it. Okay. So cool. I was just
1: on my deathbed, being brutalized by bronchitis. I got that little and four. You gave away my backpack. So I
0: got that little four-year into my house, and I had it sitting there. And she goes, "Is that my new backpack?" And then what
1: else can I say but yes? In that moment. Okay. So good technique on her part. Yeah. She's yeah, a, anything she, lying around. She just she, says, Is that my new ex? Yeah, well there's and a, you say Yeah, babe. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. That's how okay. that went. Smart. She's in her early thirties, but she's going on needy teenager. Okay. So that is the life I live with her. She's Benjamin buttoning it. The correct. Yeah. So banger of a weekend. I went out Sunday night to the ballpark, watched the fireworks. Um absolute banger <laughs> of fireworks. They, they went up, they came down. It was the whole thing, 15 strong minutes after the isotopes almost came back from, what well, like 15 to zero or something. Yeah. Ended up taking the L, 15-11. But it was, I mean, a heck of a night at the ballpark. And a you know, big shout out to, to everyone over there because it's, it's important. It's important what the isotopes do for the community and for the city, and they do it literally perfect every time. So, yeah, I, got, I went out in there and enjoyed that. You did not because uh, you, at the time, were not a bronchitis survivor. You were still a bronchitis and questioner.
1: That is something close to what was happening. Yes. I was laid up in my home. This is the first 4th of July. Okay, Bummer time. You ready? Okay. This is the first 4th of July. Because you never followed COVID rules. Nope. That's not it whatsoever. <laughs> I, The last 4th of Julys, I would quarantine for two weeks and then go on vacation. Uh-huh. This is the first 4th of July I haven't been with my family in probably about 20 years. And it's also the first 4th of July without my special little boy, the recently passed little guy, Derbitz Nunley, my 16-and-a-half-year-old beagle.
0: There were 16-and-a-half years before that where you didn't have a beagle.
1: Correct. Those count, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a run of, like, 20 that me and my family got together every 4th. Okay. But fate smiled upon me. And said, you're going to be sick this year. Don't kill your family.
0: Whenever, whenever, Just cancel everything. So God was like, we already took your dog from you. Now we're going to take your holiday from you. Correct. Have you talked to God since? Have you guys figured this out? Are you
1: on speaking terms? We're on the outs right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough weekend for fan. <laughs> so as you were watching the fireworks yeah. from Tote Stadium, I, in true American fashion... Grabbed a little soda pop from the fridge. Uh-huh, Coca Cola. Went up you. on my roof. Literally a Coca Cola, yeah. uh, the American way. I got a glass bottled Mexican Coke. Okay. Went up on my roof and watched fireworks from the roof. There you go. So could have been worse.
0: That's an absolute banger, Michael. How was your Fourth of July, brother?
3: It was pretty good. Just got to hear a lot of fireworks and just did the do's and honey do's of uh, living at home.
1: So, Mikey, you're a downtowner like I am. The fireworks, and I'm pretty sure they were fireworks, went on pretty late this year. Did you? Did they keep you up all night? You know,
3: Nike? I, you know. I'll be honest with you, Van. I didn't get that because it was kind of raining a okay. little on uh, on the on at midnight, January July Fourth. So right then on Sunday it was raining, so it kind of dampened it. But then the last night, forget it, man. I hated it.
1: Did. The- about th- till 3:30 in the morning downtown the fireworks are going off pretty steadily.
0: The, so last night me and my lady went up to the top of the Sandia Mountain, are you familiar with that? The mountain. Yeah, going up to it. The both of them. The trams? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went so we didn't take the tram, we took the like the Whirly Road up the back. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Yeah. So we go up the back and we go out there and we watch the fireworks of the city. That's like cool. all of them. All of them.
1: Could you see me on my roof?
0: The <laughs> yes. Cool.
3: I you saw the Rio, right? you saw the Rio Rancho, right? Well,
0: it's easy. You find the zoo, and then you just look, and I'm like, "Oh, there's bands on his roof." So yeah, so we set up. Th- we we were up there last night for some time, and it uh, it's kind of crazy because when you're up there looking at the fireworks over the city, you you see the city, cool, but then you see a firework, and you go, "Oh, did you see that?" Well, no, you did not. Everyone's looking at a whole city. You no one sees specific firework, yeah, because there's so many all the time. And by the way, 98th Street, they don't mess around. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> 98th Street.
3: left? you knew exactly it Yeah, was 98th they're
0: putting Street. on the show. Wow. Wow. 98th Street where is that? You're yeah, like, you're the fireworks
3: like, locator here, right? Yeah,
0: like I'm up here on the top of the mountain and I can see like my crappy neighborhood at the base of of the mountain. You know where I live, right there on Tramway. Sure. And then, you know, you move down a little bit. And then, okay, I can see. All right, we're getting a little bit of commercial area. So I oh, they, obviously there's rules around the airport. Uh-huh. Not going to be able to do that. Sure. 98, there's no, there ain't no. it's White Claws out there, dog. Ain't, ain't no, no laws. Ain't no laws in them streets. Ain't no laws out there. Mm-mm. So, 505-246-0610, if you were a part of the 98 Street extravaganza last night, call the program. I will congratulate you. I will tell you I was impressed from many miles away. Uh, And many miles straight up in the air because it was good out there.
1: So I used to live golf course adjacent in high school in Carlsbania, New Mexico. Sure. And the golf course on the river was where they'd shoot off the fireworks. So Mm -hmm. the whole town would come down, just line the river with the blankets and the tables and the tents and the whole Fourth of July activity. And then my neighborhood would go back into the back cul-de-sac mm-hmm. and there would be like a fireworks co op. So I think my neighborhood in Carlsbad is when I was ninety eight it's everyone would have been the ninety yeah. eight street of Albuquerque.
0: They're moving on up is yeah. what they're doing. Uh, banger of a Nathan's hot dog eating contest yesterday, which I similar to you and your traditions, I don't think I've missed one in over twenty years. Like when I was watching, Kobayashi was still winning when I was watching. I'm like, that's all am going. I think Joey Chestnut's now 17 out of the last 18 or something crazy like that.
1: He's got 15 out of 16.
0: Uh, well, you got to count the last one, which was 17. So there was 16, 17. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And so as he he was going for it, had a broken. He was on a bum wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't even put him on TV. Vital, like happened to like, I don't be cradled up. I don't know. They had him on a lift. Sure. They lifted him to the stage. He somehow made it a spot, and Vegas cleaned up on on old Joey Chestnut because they put it at seventy four and a half. the record being obviously 76. And they, and then a lot of people took the over, and Vegas went home big winners. As Joey's Chestnut only mustered, what, 62 or 63? Ha, mustered. Well, you had there, enough yep. energy
3: nice. to headlock a protester. Well, see, there well, you go. There you go. He, yep. was,
1: uh, he was attacked by uh, Darth Vader, some <laughs> hippie Darth Vader that was mad about something. And a lot of the betting agencies just said all bets are off because he was interrupted
2: from his his
1: smorgasbord of uh, sweaty meats. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so they put all all bets are off because he was attacked by Darth Vader. So they really didn't clean up. It was more of a push. So
0: to me that's a little interesting because, like, usually I think when you, like, increase titillating juices that it's going to increase – the amount of hot
1: dogs and taken. So that one, that one second of him being attacked increased his adrenaline. That's what I would have thought. gave him the ability to eat more.
0: But you're saying because it's, uh, cause they're such like superior athletes and creatures of routine. Right. And obviously have an approach that works specifically for them and all right. this field. That it threw off,
1: disrupted the entire wave, and he had to restart the pool. I think that's correct. Yeah, I think it got him off of his flow. Okay. Yeah, he got him out of a flow state. And let's – okay, let's talk sports history right now. I'm ready. Okay.
0: Greatest of all time. We'll do the day's One varsity. of the greatest of
1: all time, okay, Joey Chestnut. Also one of the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. Okay? Okay. This, what you witnessed yesterday morning, was the exact same, if not better, than MJ's flu game.
0: Today's I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of non traditional sports stars. Okay.
1: Okay, I'm into that a lot. Yeah,
0: and we're going to do that at 5 o'clock today, Michael. Today's I-9 Varsity because Van just claimed that Joey Chestnut is a superior athlete to Michael Jordan, and he says it's not even close.
1: (laughs) That's kind of what I said a little bit.
0: (laughs) We'll break that down and much more, including NBA Free Agency, kind of a disturbing report on Demarius Thomas, a bunch of guests from the YNCA today. We'll have them throughout NBA Trades Big 12, Pac-12 talk because the weekend was a big deal and the NHL is taking strides and I'm going to be honest with you I didn't think I would see them ever take, at least not in my lifetime.
1: Literally ever.
0: Literally ever yeah. and that that happened this past weekend uh, and we will break all that down for you We're tuning on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We are live at the YMCA. We spent our evenings specifically yesterday at the Hot Dog Eating Contest at Hollow Spirits yeah, and this baby. past weekend at the Ballpark at more than one of New Mexico Vodka's Teller Vaca's Watermelon Walk-Offs. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from the YMCA. July is for the NBA Free Agency. That's a fact. That is a fact. Nothing else in sports matters right now. It's a lot of fun this year. Free Agency popped off the other day, and everyone signs within like five minutes, right? That's how they do it. So this have been Thursday, five minutes, everyone signed. So the NBA comes out today and is like, I think we're going to get the Knicks for tampering. <laughs> like, do you see how many teams there are?
1: The Knicks? Every for, single team, every like, single star player tampers all year. It's like calling a holding penalty. Holding happens every, every single play. Every, every single play. play. Tampering happens every single year. And they picked the dumbest one. <laughs> That's so dumb. His dad is a coach on the team. <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Quit talking to his father? So because Brunson. the NBA won't get their feelings hurt?
0: Jalen Brunson's like, um, hey, just heads up. Uh, Doc Rivers coaches for a team. Just heads up. Hey, uh. Just heads up and he just starts running the list. So uh so yeah, I guess they're gonna get him for uh tampering. What is that, like a fee? Like what is that even is there a fine? I really don't know. Like did they get to sign him for way too much money, and now they just have to give a couple grand out of billionaire owner Steve Dolan's pocket?
1: Can can the straight shots not be able to play a day? It's going to be something ridiculously innate. I mean it's gonna be like you got to skip practice for two days yeah, something like and that. a $50,000 fine.
0: <laughs> oh, no. And like, You have to give up a second-round draft pick in 2024, and the Knicks are like, look at our trajectory. That's the last pick in the draft. Yeah. No one cares. We're not good. <laughs>
1: Every team you can pick, though, right? Like, I'm being serious. You can just ch- choose anybody. At random. Except for, like, the Sacramento Kings. It's obvious that they don't tamper with anything. Scouting, the draft, free agency. There's like three or four teams that you know don't tamper because they don't do anything. But besides that, <laughs> there's probably like 28 teams, 28 teams who are guilty every year of
0: this. Ten thousand dollar fine, loss of the 40, loss of a 2003 draft pick, 23 draft pick. No, none of that'll happen. There'll be an appeal. It'll be the whole thing. Also,
1: do any of these teams care about this kind of stuff? No. No, not they at all. They got their guy. No. They got their guy. They paid, what, $120 million for this kid? Are you going to find him the exact amount of the contract? No. It's going to be something stupid and tiny.
0: You know, when like. Uh,
1: 50K tops.
0: You know, like in small town, like, I don't know, where a friend of the show grew up. Small town. Texas, right, so a friend of the show is relocated to Big City, Albuquerque you now, and they grew up in small town, Texas, and maybe they were you know the big stud athlete at high school, or they knew the big stud athlete in high school, right. and they knew that like whatever they did, they wouldn't get in trouble. you know it would be like you could you could yeah, drink there yeah oh, you man yeah. we're talking about you uh-huh. yeah, where you could you could go out to the gate at the end of the, the drive at the high school and smoke a cigarette and drink a beer and then go back to class you're not in trouble for doing it, you're in trouble for not trying to hide it. That's what this is with the Knicks. Right. Where it's, hey, we know you do this. We, all, we know all of you do this. You just have to at least pretend like it matters. Yeah. Like, play the role.
1: They're refusing to play the role. If you're trying to sign Jalen, you have to cancel the Brunson family Christmas. <laughs> you got to split up. The Child now, and the father, it, you can't talk for six months. We first until Thursday at 6 p.m.
0: We were a little suspicious when you guys took the Easter photos together, all wearing blue and orange matching sweaters. <laughs> They're like, That was just the theme of Easter.
1: I have a bunch of Nicks gear lying around, so old. of course, I'm going to choose that.
0: <laughs> Text the program 505 246 0610. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk L.A. Lakers. We're going to talk about the New Jersey Nets that are now in Brooklyn. The the thing to me about this Knicks deal and all of NBA free agency, which by the way, congratulations to Zion Williamson for getting paid. He is he is going down a he is going down a Greg Oden path that I don't I didn't think would ever be emulated again, and I don't know why teams would be willing to give up this kind of dollars because if you're New Orleans and you're kind of already on the trajectory to be doing it without him, it makes a little bit more sense to me to not do it. It makes a little bit more sense to me to let him play out that final year if he even plays, and then if you lose him, you lose him. That's, that's life, whatever. I mean, you, you're already winning without him. It doesn't matter to me. But 190, I guess, which could be 220, I guess. Like, okay, like, good for you, Zion. I would like to see you
1: do anything literally anything. Yeah, he got paid 109 somewhere in between 190 and 220 million in the long run for doing nothing. Coming in overweight, coming in injured, staying with those injuries, not rehabbing like he's supposed to, and the organization and the fan base is just so drunk with hope and aspirations for this young man. They can't be real and realize that he has done nothing.
0: If he gets injured again, there's a bunch of contingencies. I don't know if you saw this. So if he gets injured again, it goes from like these huge max numbers that we're talking about Mm -hmm. to like relatively smaller expectations. But not even like it's like a huge safety net for either, like for the Pelicans, I mean. And by the yeah. way, again, I'm pro-labor. We'll talk about this forever. Yeah. 100% percent of pro-labor. But it's set up in a way to where if Williamson can't figure it out, I guess the Pelicans are going to be able to get out from under it. But if they, if to me, you try to get out from under it, what, like, what is the point? Like you're. You either got to show that full investment so that future players are going to put new Orleans in that upper echelon of, Hey, they got the player. Hey, we're going to come out. Hey, we're going to support, or you have to go the exact opposite where, you know, I'm thinking of a team like who buys a lot of players, LA, a team that where Hey, although LA is desirable, but a team where it's, Hey, we're just going to throw a lot of money at you to make you come here. Cause you need to find like that perfect balance the way that like Phoenix has or, I guess even Miami, but both of those are way better than New Orleans in any walk of life. But if you're going to write it up, I say go all in or don't write it up at all. And to me, this is a little wishy-washy.
1: Yeah, I, you got to just like harness this talent and find a way to get him inspired and make him worth at least half that money because he's a no-doubt number one pick. It was no doubt in the minds yeah, of, coming any, out of, Duke, of yep. any prognosticator, he was the best player in the country that year, a for-sure thing.
0: Rookie year, 27 points per game. He's shooting over 60%,
1: like just under 10 rebounds. And then he hasn't done anywhere close to that since. Nothing, sense. man. So you're still paying for past returns, which is fine, because you can just print money in the NBA. As long as you get to hang on to your stud for four or five more years, just print money. It doesn't matter. Because all the butts that he's going to put in the seats and all the jerseys he's going to sell at your fan store is going to make it worth it in the long run.
0: So with McCollum and Ingram already there, they're obviously already a low-seed playoff team. I mean, you saw it playing the Suns this year. Mm -hmm. So does putting Williamson in make him into what, a mid-tier playoff team? Does it put him into a a we-might-have-a-home-court-advantage playoff team? Do you see that kind of difference in the end of a season?
1: (coughs) I mean, it depends on what kind of growth. McCollum and Ingram have, but it all, it's really comes down to how good is Zion actually? How hard does he want to work? How hard is he going to work to stay healthy and stay on the court? Because if he's on the court, and look, the rumor mural is swirling for Kevin Durant like nothing I've never seen before. And one of the possible destinations is the New Orleans Pelicans. So if you could hang on to – obviously Zion, and then McCollum, and I think Ingram and Durant kind of play the same game, the same position. Oh, I agree with that. If you could pawn off Ingram and some assets and get Kevin Durant there, now you're talking like a potential championship team instead of just an above-average team like what they have now. Do you give Zion a handler? I don't... Besides the rumors of him being lazy, not putting out the work in the gym, all the the behind-the-scenes stuff that makes a star a superstar, besides that, I don't know a lot about the kid. I don't know what makes him tick. I don't know what his personality is like. If a handler would help him become the best player he could be or it could turn him off and send him the other direction.
0: Well, I think what I think is you don't have to necessarily even call it a handler, but do you call it like a – Team Chef, do you call it like um, like a, a, a all-time rebounder? You know, do you do you give them something of that nature to where yeah. it's hey Pers-
1: personal social media coordinator something of that just nature something to have a narc yeah. feet away from him at all times because you need that. Well, and also like I mean, it, you could just sit him down and say, we just gave you somewhere in between a hundred ninety and two hundred twenty million dollars, like. Stephanie can follow you around, Zion. She's not going to sleep with you. It's it's real easy to get fat in New Orleans. Yeah. Beignets are delicious.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you have to give them someone who is like, hey, Zion, for... A personal beignet slipper. Yeah, for 10 of the 12 months of a year, we do it this way. Hmm. In those other two months, we only go halfway to the way you want to go. Because... <laughs> Because you're not there yet. But you now have generational wealth, and when the time comes that you want to, you can later. Yeah. You can be John Morant eating at a cafe diner, tipping waitresses 500 bucks. You can be that.
1: I just can't right now. Zion, you're no Shaq, but you're about as Shaq adjacent as it gets. Yeah, physically. And, and Shaq has just pined over how much more dominant he could have been over his career if he would have just – Took the care of his body mm-hmm. and put in that effort to be the greatest of all time. He said he knows unequivocally that he could have been the greatest of all time if he put in effort. And you got to have like those quotes on Zion's wall and have like his his uh, social media representative and Beignet Snapper uh, Stephanie. It's like text him that stuff every day. Inspirational quotes from people who weren't as good as they should have been.
0: Well, and you know I'm super weird and just love like chiropractic videos of celebrities like that's like my go-to downtime yes you're very and, weird and i wa i've seen like shaquille o'neal walk in to like boo hightower's like chiropractic office walking? yeah thank you and it's not like when he's sitting on the nba on tnt and he's behind a desk and you don't see his like belly button down like yeah. shaquille o'neal cannot move the way Shaquille O'Neal used to move, he labors to get around. Yeah. On the chiropractic table, which, by the way, he doesn't fit on. They got a special one for they him. They got a special one for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not okay physically.
1: It's like, the same same table they do elephant surgeries on.
0: The uh, okay.
1: <laughs> it would not. Uh, it's a big table. Yeah. I'm saying it's a big table. Got it. Okay. But, yeah, that's the
0: thing for Zion. he got to figure it out. More NBA talk. Let's uh, let's pivot to the NFL, though, whenever we get back. Um, Some disturbing news, actually. Uh, Some reports out on Demarius Thomas, obviously uh, no longer with us, and we will talk about that. It is what you think it is. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, the jokes come off a little bit for this one. Demarius Thomas, you remember Demarius Thomas from one touchdown reception from Tim Tebow?
1: I remember him from my fantasy league a few years. He was a uh, a good value. Like third or fourth round. Yeah, he was always
0: not Eric Decker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he died at thirty three.
1: Quite unfortunate.
0: Played six years in the league. Diagnosed with stage two CTE. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six years is a lot of years for professional football. It's not a lot of years compared to some of the guys who are out there.
1: Just absolutely crazy to me. And I, I don't know his upbringing, but I'm assuming. Oh, rough. The answer is rough. I'm assuming that he played football as a child. Bounced
0: and- from home to home for a couple of years stayed with his mom and his sister, uh, the male role model in his life, I'm not sure if it was his father or not, uh, 20 years in prison for things that get you 20 years in prison, mm-hmm. just the worst, the absolute worst. I wasn't talking about
1: family life. Oh. I was talking about uh, youth football. So not just six years in the NFL with, you know, the big dogs laying licks on him a few times a week, mm-hmm. especially on Sunday. But, you know, you've got to think about Yaffle Middle School high school, college, NFL, like that's over a decade of these mild concussions that add up into CTE because it's not just the big concussions that give you CTE. It's the over and over sustained minor trauma over years and years and years. that does it.
0: 2019 driving 70 in a 30, lost control and flipped his car multiple times. Um, jaws of life needed to remove
1: him. And uh, reckless behavior is one of the signs of CTE. Yep. Um, compulsive behavior.
0: What's interesting to me is wide receiver specifically at the time he was playing, you could be targeted. You could be... Yes. Yeah, you could be hidden in a way that was not safe to your brain. And a lot of guys... You didn't throw over the middle often in
1: his generation of football.
0: It wasn't safe. No. And, you know, a lot of guys will say he something... was like the last generation. I would agree of that. Yeah. The, the 2010 to... Exactly. Four or five years ago. Yep. And... A lot of these guys that play this position will say something along the lines of, um, "I would rather you hit me above the chest, because I know I'll bounce back. Because if you hit me in the knee, I know I might have to miss some time." Correct. And it was not a not a code, because code, even unofficial, sounds too official. But it was an understanding that that's kind of how defenders played the game. Yeah. But all these blows to the head, and then you start thinking about guys who have been in the league all the years longer, you know, and there's the obvious names. No reason to give you the obvious names, but there's all the obvious names. And it's these repeated blows and this damage that is done, which, by the way, while you're living, undiagnosable. Right. Cannot be diagnosed. Correct. I think I'm at that point where it's, you just got to take the helmets off. And I I know there's an argument to go against that and I know you talk about protection but I'm telling you it's a weapon. And I think the game would be played different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. But I got a gut feeling that tells me less is more in this situation in a in a rugby style leather strappy boy top of the head uh, Amateur wrestling ear muffy boy would be a better than the hammer that is over the middle taking licks from guys like John Lynch and whatever the next John Lynch
1: is. Sure. Brian Urlacher, who becomes a linebacker. Jack Tatum is my all-time example, the way he used to lick people. I mean, you said it perfectly, and you took the words right out of my mouth. Look to rugby. They don't have a single bit of padding on except for right around their skull to prevent them from, you know, smacking their head on the ground when they get tackled. Their tackling form is superior. And like you said, it, like these shoulder pads, this helmet, you know, the under armor you have on your body. Yeah. Like even the compression sleeves have padding. So you're just a walking weapon. And this is not going to go away. No matter how technologi- technologically advanced your helmet is, it's not going to prevent CTE. The only thing that's going to prevent CTE is not having sustained blows on your cranium for extended amount of time. That's the only thing that's going to stop it. And the telltale signs,
0: which you were talking about like the, the risk-taking and the parano- paranoia, paranoia is a big one. Yeah. To where? Um, hey, I can't answer my phone. Someone's listening. I think Demarius Thomas. I believe his family reported that he was afraid to leave his home without a gun. Right. You know, he thought he always perpetually needed, looking
1: yeah. out of the blinds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's and it's what it's irreversible. I mean, there's not a thing that can be done. And you know, with adult, 33 years old, that's an adult. And you know, as an adult, you what can you be told to do? Like you, you're. This is going to sound morbid, dog. You almost just hope that the harm that comes doesn't involve anyone else. Like, that's almost to the point. Chris Benoit is the, I think, kind of the poster or the first example of CTE. By the way, he never wore a helmet, but for a living, he did diving headbutts onto the ground. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you had, like, some less mechanical padding – Something that protects your joints from impact, not really turns your body into a weapon. Maybe like something rugby adjacent, a little thicker, maybe, uh, to protect your skull, and you know some kind of of face mask that can you know protect from like eyes. I mean, fingers to your eyes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Dislocated jaws when you take a shoulder to the head. Some some more basic accoutrement that can still protect you but not turn you into the weapon. I think you can keep the essence of the game. You can keep the sanctity of the game and protect these gladiators' brains in the future of the sport.
0: We've got to step away from it. Dan Lineger is going to join us. We're going to talk about the why a little bit and what's going on here as far as their personal programs, training, and activities and youth organizations. But um, you know, something to keep an eye on, conversation to keep having. It's, um, it's never going to go away. It's just going to become a waiver. I mean, that's what this thing is. So. Sure. Dane Linenger, where we get back. We're live from the Y today. Come hang out with your boys. men on 95.9 FM and AM610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Back live from the YMCA, Central Mexico. We're at the Horn location. It's basically the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. It is
1: not. That's not where it's at. What is the address? <laughs> I don't it's know. On
0: Indian School in between Carlisle. Forty nine oh one Indian School Road northeast, Albuquerque, New Mexico, eight seven one
1: one zero. That's better. Thank, Thank you. you. It's in between. It is not at the corner.
0: The
2: Thank corner you. is Netherwood where we but we run some <laughs> yeah. of our programs there with the church. Sure.
1: <laughs> Dane Leninger joining
0: us, talking to fall registration for sports, including basketball, volleyball, and itty-bitty soccer. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Yeah, well, you know, we've got good good yeah, some positive things going on there, so gotta... Hey, basketball and uh, volleyball, though, they're going to fill out, but the itty-bitty soccer, that's the hotness right now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we just, um, we've just we been doing it for – we've had one season under our belt, and now we're we're kicking off our second season with me as the director. Um, it, should be, it should be exciting. We're starting at age 3 and 4 for the itty-bitty, Whoa. and we actually will go up in the leagues up to age 10 for soccer. Okay.
0: So. Now, I mean, you know, they, just, they run around in a little glob of, of <laughs>
1: just 3-year-olds chasing the ball. Yeah, I've That's, seen it. I've seen my niece play soccer. It's adorable. It is adorable. Yeah, I would pay to go there. It's, well, like, forget. Let's not even consider paying to have your kid go. You need to pay to be a spectator yeah. and watch the just the cuteness I'm into <laughs> that. everywhere. We need volunteer coaches all the time here at the Y. So well, we need to start calling the matches is what we need to do. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There you
2: yeah. go. There
1: you go. The
0: uh, pink princess is <laughs> taking on the pink ponies. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, it can't be pink. Zero work. to zero. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> In the end of the – Online no. registrations are up for basketball and volleyball right now on the website. Uh, a little bit of a longer bleed, though, for fall sports as far as registration are going. What's right. the What's the goal for the why this fall? What's the goal for the youth programs?
2: Uh, yeah, we just uh, want to fill up the teams, get a lot of kids out there playing. Playing. Um, we generally we started registration on June twentieth, cool. so cool. teams are filling up now. Come out and register. Get. Get your teams going. You come. We need coaches as always, you know. And if you have your own team, you can bring a full team or you can just get on the roster and uh, we'll fill the team for you.
0: What's it cost individually for?
2: Uh, right now it's free for members. You do have the jersey fee, which is $15, but uh, it's totally free if you're, uh, if you're on our family membership. So come on out. And if you're not a member, go ahead and call for pricing. We can get you all set up there as well.
1: Cool. So- this all-inclusive membership, the family memberships, I mean, it's, it's not just get you into the YMCA. It's classes for your kids. It's camps for your kids. What all can you do?
2: Yeah, yeah. Everything membership? everything is is it that with this value-added membership. Like you said, we have, you know, yoga all the way to body pump to all, all cycling. The different classes are all included. The youth conditioning class in the evenings for your kids that helps with sports and things like that as well. While you work up upstairs, they're working out downstairs. It's a good time um as well as um just the both gyms both locations are open to to any any family member so come on out check out the the amenities that we have to offer
0: the y program start as young as three years old and they go all the way up to what like 16 17 17 yep, yep yeah and then and they're filled up all the way through and like you said it's a good place if you have a it's a good place for if you have a youth team already. So if you say if you have a, a whatever you and you're like, hey, we want to get out there and be able to play in the fall alongside maybe any weekend seasons or whatever we have going on. This is a really good place for that. And obviously being a member of the Y is key in that. Non-members can still uh, can still be part. Yes,
2: they still can be part of it. And you can come in, like you said, bring your bring your whole team. And uh, that's in the competitive. We do have. Uh, competitive basketball league, as well as recreational for basketball. With volleyball, we just do an open co-ed uh, registration. Yeah. And then soccer is co-ed. They're all co-ed, actually. So.
0: Anything we missed, Dane?
2: No, that's that's great. Yeah, come out. Come out. Registration's open now. So register soon. Spots fill fast.
1: Are, are there any spots? Like, are we doing this for a, a reason at all? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's can, there's spots now. There's spots can people now. people even get in? That's my question. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Horn, still horn time to get of, in. Horn still a few spots, a spots open. Come, come on out. Come a part of
0: it. We're two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal.
1: Now betting for the Sports Animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive.
3: drive.
1: Number, Number two, two men, men on. on.
0: Back live from the Horn YNCA, 4901 Indian School. Absolutely not the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School. <laughs> I am Fred Slow alongside me, Van Nunley. Doing that program today all the way up until 7 o'clock. And then we hand it over to... Who's on after us tonight, Michael? Zeke Garb. Your, your, ah. your
3: favorite, Zach Gell. we just ah, coming back from vacation.
0: Okay, there we go. Welcome back to the team, Zachariah. Today's I-9 <laughs> varsity which we're doing at 5 o'clock today because uh, why not? League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Connect with i9sports. Get your kids started in some youth programs. Hey, i9sports is killing it right now, by the way. They're hey, always. They're always killing it. they are all talking about? They're all, over the, they're all over everywhere doing that whole thing. Also, I recently learned this. If you go to the i9sports website, you can call from the website. Kind of crazy. We're living in the future. The what? Yeah, I'm telling you. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of non-traditional sports stars. And this is because we were talking about Joey Chestnut and how you believe he's the greatest athlete in the history of all competitive everythings. And I don't even want to start to talk to you about anyone in the world of bowling until you prove to me <coughs> that Joey Chestnut is the best.
1: So, Joey Chestnut is Katie Ledecky good. Just dominating the sport for over a decade. Kobe who? kobayashi can suck it (laughs) joey chestnut is in the house I, i didn't have time to google this but he's won at least 15 of these things the big dogs you think the next generation would step it up and compete with this guy but no he's still the champ and he did it this year with a broken leg and some hippie darth vader trying to protest and joey chestnut choked him out while he was eating hot dogs, that is impressive athleticism at its finest. Joey Chestnut is an elite level athlete, and he should be cherished in American lore. He's also a little hood, right? Didn't care. Like
0: there was zero hesitation. Yeah, zero. The dude comes up with the. I don't even know
1: what the poster said. Whoever it was it There's was something stupid. Something stupid. Who? The, the, the doesn't company, even matter. The company that owns Nathan's hot dogs apparently did something somewhere. And then some loser who lives in his grandmother's basement and right. really loves Darth Vader rushed the stage. Caught these hands is what happened.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so Joey Chestnut is in the mix, according to you. Um, hey, and uh, let's revisit this real quick. Okay,
1: we could, we could do it quick. I don't want to interrupt the varsity, as this is our most famed and beloved segment, <laughs> okay, interesting so I don't want to viewpoint. divert for this real uh-huh. quick. But Joey Chestnut's broken leg, choke-out victory Mm -hmm. on the 4th of July this year is as good or better as MJ's flu game. Prove me wrong. (sighs) Doug Reamer
3: was
0: (laughs) (laughs) arguably the greatest non-athlete on the planet alongside his best friend Joe Cooper whenever the two decided to come together and form a unique sport called basketball. Basketball. familiar it took the world by storm in 1999 grabbing very cult success i would identify it and being emulated everywhere by everyone i'm one of them in all driveways across the entirety of the world
1: exactly that
0: as matt stone and trey parker not just created a banger of a film but they created a there's something
1: you don't see every day a guy stealing
0: a bench from the y An absolute pandemic. Someone got
1: eyes on this guy? Where's this bench going?
0: They created an absolute
1: pandemic (laughs) of
0: a sport that could be played by all ages and with all access. So I'm saying not just the two greatest ever at it, but they started the phenomenon that is basketball.
1: Me and the boys did set up a basketball court. I think I was in my early 20s, and we set it up. We followed the rules. We had our own three-man teams, Mm -hmm. and we played it as close as we could as possible. Once you really get into the sport, it's not as cool or as exciting as it is in the movie. <laughs> and I am not going to be your enabler, but if you're going to play basketball, drugs help. So Noted. Get you a small handful of drugs. Noted. I'm not telling you to do this, but, you know, do it. What do you got? Walter Ray Williams, Jr., the third. Okay. Okay. Bowling is one of those sports no that's in the gray area for me. Okay. That is, is it a sport? Are the, is it a skilled competition? Mm-hmm. Are the competitors athletes, or are they just really good at a game? I don't know, but it's sports adjacent, and it fits into this criteria. Give me Walter Ray Williams Jr., the third, the winningest bowler in the history of bowling. And dude had some swag, too. He'd let loose. He'd have some fun. And, yes, honorable mention to Pete Weber.
0: <laughs> I'm me.
1: <laughs>
0: Wesley Two Scoops Berry is the greatest American Gladiator contestant ever.
1: Strong work.
0: Obviously voiced by one Mike Adamly <laughs> and Larry Zonka, bringing me what is arguably the best Saturday morning entertainment I had ever had as a child. Oh, so much fun. Which we created the way that you created, basketball-wise, with... Like furniture in the living room and every Nerf branded uh, weapon exactly. that we owned. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, obviously undefeated in multiple appearances on the American Gladiator. Uh, also, side note: yeah. uh, a guy from my neighborhood was on American Gladiator. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And what this was his is, nickname? Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. And I tried to Google it, but I couldn't find it quick enough. But he was the uncle of this kid that I played basketball with, and he would come and just absolutely kill us like on the basketball court, like during practice and stuff. And we were like, oh, this is so cool. But in hindsight, it was not cool at all. We were just children. And he was really taking it to some kids on the basketball court when he was a former American Gladiator competitor. Speaking of children, are any
1: children around right now? Uh, yeah. So American Gladiator taught me a lot of things. And one thing it taught me as a young, impressionable man mm-hmm. was uh, fake boobs. American Gladiators, the first time I ever saw fake boobs. Oh, you're talking
0: about Nitro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah he, uh, and I, asked, I asked my mom one day. <laughs> I was like, um, why does it look like they have peanut M&Ms under their shirts? Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, she's like, uh, Dad, you take this one. That's a. You, uh, you tell your son about this phenomenon. That's a very good one. So that's where I got my uh, fake boob education okay. from. Speaking of sports adjacent, <laughs> how about Albuquerque legend? Probably is going to be in the Olympics, next Olympiad, climbing and/or in the ninja competition. Albuquerque's own Katie Bone. Katie Bone. I'm a big fan of Katie Bone. How about that for non-traditional sports stars? I like it. That's a right good pick. here in your backyard.
0: That's a good pick. Suck it, Vincent. American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> the game of Quidditch. Are you familiar?
1: I'm very familiar, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Quidditch not a sport. It's absolutely not a sport. No. But it's governed like it's a sport. It has sure. rules. There's there's a scoring there's it's a whole thing. It's yes. from Harry Potter, uh-huh. which I have never seen, but I am insanely familiar with Quidditch because when I was in college, all these like nerd houses of yeah, yeah, like yeah. like I don't know like letters, like Greek letters, yeah, yeah, they yeah. would be like, "Oh, we have a Quidditch team. We should play your Quidditch team." It was just a bunch of people running around with broomsticks
1: between their legs, waddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing a soccer ball. I thought it was some kind of like home ec competition. Like why are all these future homemakers running around on my soccer field? There was something to do with a remote control race
0: car that someone would steer and you had to chase it. But obviously you can't catch a remote control race car when waddling like a ducky boy. With the broom in
1: between your legs. So I'm going to say Harry Potter of Quidditch is a very niche athlete. Okay, so who is the the premier Quidditch player in the country I right now? I told you, now? it's they Harry said, Potter. Well, no, that's a fictional character from a book. <laughs> but they have, like, actual <laughs>
0: tournaments now. They do have actual tournaments. Would not be able to tell you.
1: All right, I'm going to steal one from your world, Fred. A sports-adjacent activity known as professional wrestling. One of the great mysteries of the world, of Princess Bride fame as well, Okay. Andre the Giant. Ah, yes. Excellent answer. I think he stands shoulders above any other traditional sports stars in his sports adjacency. He's like on top of a mountain. Like, to me, he's the number one famous wrestler in the history of wrestling. And it's unfair that he did all that he did before the Internet age because I think he would be more of a household name than your Rocks and John Cena's because in the parlance of his times, he was the Rock star. Yeah. Andre the Giant at his peak is bigger than the Rock now.
0: It's not Mount Rushmore wrestling. It's Mount Andre the Giant.
1: And then everybody else. And
0: then everyone else. I would agree with you completely on that. Uh, you know I'm a big roller derby guy? Yes. Give me Bonnie Thunders of the world of roller derby. Ooh. Yeah. Also, my favorite thing about roller derby is you get to pick your own name, which is kind
1: of a cool thing. You get to pick your own That's dumb. derby name. That's dumb. That's what? Your teammate should give you the name. You don't give yourself a nickname. Oh, I
0: don't know how I feel about
1: that. <laughs> like Pro wrestlers get to pick their own names. I feel like you get the. Well, you got to sit around with your marketing and development team mm-hmm. and figure out what goes with your, the area you're from and you're you know, your, a genetic genre. Big roller derby guy. I know you are. Why don't you go more often? The
0: one here in town is organized poorly and ran poorly, and they're uh, hard to connect with. I see. <laughs> so I see, I see. I've literally tried. So I used to broadcast roller derby in a previous walk of life. Yeah, see, that sounds fun. It's really fun. I bet it's fun. It's insanely fun. But then, like, I reach out here to the local one, and I'm like, hey. uh
1: No dudes. Yeah.
0: Sorry, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The, and you know what it's actually become? And, like, yeah, I'm about to be, like, off-brand quite a bit here. Okay. It's a little too woke for me. Ah, uh, It's, like, it's aggressively difficult on man, purpose. you're quite woke. Insanely. Yeah. Like, I'm, almost, I'm woke to the point of distraction. And this is like, you can't be a lot of things and be accepted into the world of roller derby. Okay. Because of um, their perceptions. So, like, if I, if I show up, like, you would do better than me because you drive an electric car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm but a if,
1: vegetarian that drives a Prius.
0: Yeah, you could get in. Yeah. Yeah. They'll let me in. Correct. They won't let me
1: in the cult, but they'll let me in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They will sell you a ticket to the game. Correct. Yeah.
1: You, on the other hand. No. They would say you're too you're too tall yes. and male. Your pink plaid shirt you have on right yes. now. Nice try, buddy. Yeah. you are still not letting you you're in. You're not tricking us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's actually really difficult. 505 246 If you have anything to do with the roller derby here in town, call Michael, give him your contact information, sit down and apologize to me, and then we will figure out a way to DB together because... 'Cause this is this is unacceptable. The roller derby culture right here in Albuquerque. Let's figure it out. Tubin' On is live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're live at the YMCA. Come hang out with your boys today. We're here till 7 p.m. tonight. Yesterday was an absolute banger at Hollow Spirits as we hosted their 4th of July competition. This Friday we're live from Locker 505 at their brand new location. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. They're doing big ribbon cutting. It's going to be a whole ordeal, man. Pretty excited about that thing. Going to go over there and do that and enjoy the crap out of it. Enjoyed that watermelon (laughs) walk-off. Well, I was at the ballpark this past weekend. Big thank you to Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka, for being that. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at the YMCA. Three hours on a Tuesday. I guess Brooklyn's acting like they're bringing back KD and Irving and Simmons and... They're adding all these new new parts. I'd, are they confused, man? Like, do they know that they don't have Kevin Durant anymore here Look, to quit? Do they, they know how to
1: get that? They would be fools not to try to keep that group together and improve on it. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. While being the two biggest head cases and the softest athlete in the history of the world. All time. While they don't have those things going for them. Everything else is golden once they get on a basketball court. You got a top 3 player. Kevin Durant might be a top 10 all-time player by the time he's done.
0: God, Kyrie so Irving That's
1: the dumbest thing you've ever said. Keep Kevin going. Durant is so good at basketball. Okay. Just because he's super soft, he's insanely just soft. Just cuz like he's just filled with the down pillow stuffing. Don't hold it against him when he's on the basketball court. He's wildly uh. talented. Yeah, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons, and you're trying to put pieces around him, the Nets would be fools not to try to make something out of this and keep the situation going. They've already invested all this money and three years of time
0: for nothing. Dan says, if you put T.J. Warren on the team, it takes him to another level. He's pretty good. No.
1: <laughs> he hasn't played in two years. But
0: The deal that's the deal on these boys is no. It's Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, all got to go. If Because the, Net, the Nets are not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to just tease me, like, forever. Like, you're not, you're not allowed to, 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 I don't even know what verbiage to use, that's safe for radio. You're not allowed to put me in this situation to where I'm expecting the biggest, most blockbuster trade of all time from what Van believes is a top ten player in the history of the league for anything, something, or nothing, and then not do it. I already hate your stinking guts. Well, hold like, on. don't go out there.
1: We need this radio fodder. No, I they do. Need to, they need to sit on this for a while so we can rap about it for a couple weeks.
0: I went to a I went to a pool party yesterday for the 4th of July, and uh, there was a friend in the show there who who I was meeting for the first time, and he says to me, um, you know, uh, it's 100% that Kevin Durant's going to be a Laker and also uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be a Laker, and they're going to figure out a way to do it.
1: And I said, that's just – not true no, it is not true whatsoever and, and there's receipts how not true it is it's there's a couple NBA insiders came out in the last two days and they've stated publicly that there are no talks in between the Lakers and Nets for either Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant so this speculation that LeBron gets what he wants and the Lakers are going to get whatever player they want is completely false there is no data behind it whatsoever Every insider is saying no one is talking to the Lakers, no one wants to deal with the Lakers, they don't have the assets outside of LeBron James to trade for anybody good anyway. Well
0: and speaking of not having any assets, let's change someone over to to smoke. Let's change it over to pull. Why's K D got no smoke? Why he got no pull? Why he got no leverage? Like you a top ten guy all the time. How come you can't make the sorry ass Brooklyn Nets trade you? Well,
1: like he's that's trying. They're softer than he is. He signed a contract. There's four years left on that contract. Dog, four years about to start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's four years left on that contract. He has to play. Either he shows up and plays, or he sits out and doesn't get paid. If the Nets wanted to play hardball, they could. If they wanted to set the standard for the NBA and all of this tampering and all of this player-driven uh, relocation, like they could do it right now. They could be. They could spearhead the future of the NBA, where you got to tell these guys, we run a business. You signed a contract to work for our business. We don't care that your name is on the back of jerseys. We don't care that little kids want to come and watch you. You are an employee. You're talking about hardball from the Nets? Softball is too hard for Kevin
0: Durant. There is no way what you're describing is going to happen. God, you know well, he cries easy, huh? It's insanely easy. He, here's, what, here's how Kevin Durant does it. He watches his old boyfriend, the Golden State Warriors of Oakland County, California, Alameda, San Francisco adjacent. Do it without him. Yeah. And he gets so tight butthole. Uh And he's like, I cannot exist like this. I have to leave this place because I'm surrounded by guys who I know what championship teams look like. I've been on them. I've seen guys who can go. It's not nut job Kyrie Irving. And it's not... I don't want to use the phrasing super soft because that's already Kevin Durant, but it's not, I'm going to exploit mental health to my advantage, Bitten Simmons, Mm -hmm. who is a liar and a fake and an imitator. When Kevin Durant is like, I know how bad I am mentally, and I'm telling you, there are people that are worse than me on this squad. I gots to go. The Nets have to pull off the deal of the century, or the Nets are basically out of the league. Take them out of the
1: association altogether. Well, the Nets can't go halfway. They can't sign all these position players, these role players, to fit around their superstars and then trade the superstars. Like, you have to be all the way in or just demolish it all and start building back better with the rubble. Because you need to get every asset and every young player you possibly can for these superstars. And that's what they are. Even Ben Simmons and his liability, his mental health, who knows how real it actually is. And what? Kyrie Irving, if you don't even believe the Earth is round. Yeah. There's photographs, Kyrie. And then Kevin Durant, who had a fake Twitter account to respond to his own real Twitter account. So weird. These are three That's so weird. These are three maniacs. These are three absolute head cases. But when that tip when they when the ref throws that tip in the air, they're all superstars on that hardwood floor and you got to build around them it's a friggin liability everyone knows that but you still have to cling on to them with your dirty old general manager owner fingernails and say no you cannot have our superstars we're keeping them
0: so if you're telling me right now the nets are posturing and katie's posturing and irving's posturing and apparently every other team in the association by the way deandre ayton can we please talk about him all the time if everyone is posturing who's coming out ahead like what is the what is the point of peacocking here? Like where did these feathers get you? Well, that's I, a,
1: I don't know who wins. That's an excellent question. But I mean, we, we will see, and this is the, the Nets have to do this. This is their negotiating chip.
0: Like, oh, you're you talking about
1: changing the status quo and players can no longer run the deal. <laughs> yes. Shut up. So there, it's multi layers here. It's like we're we're talking Shrek's onion here. A lot of layers. So number one, you can't let the players dictate your franchise's policy. I I like that number, the Nets are the one to die on this number too. one number one, you gotta do it. Number two, like you're under contract. You are employee. You work for this company. Like you have to show up. Like you can't just say, I don't wanna work. That is a we don't we don't say, you know what, I've had a hard few weeks in Albuquerque. Fred wasn't the best co host. I wanna be traded to Oklahoma City. I want to go do radio in Oklahoma City. You got a sports animal out there. I know the ugh,
0: the Nets don't have the cojones. Like they're not the squad that can do it. There's like who could do it? The Lakers? Who else could do it? The Knicks? But they never had the players. <laughs> like who
1: are the? There's. It's not the Nets. But the Nets cannot come out publicly <laughs> publicly and say. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna trade him. What do you guys want? He wants out. We want to be nice to him. We don't want him to say bad things about us on the internet. We're gonna trade him. <laughs> no, you have to say that. You have to say no. We're planning on moving us forward. Kevin Durant is under contract for this year and the next full next this year and the next three. We're building around him. We're gonna win a championship. You have to say that. Number one because that 's a smart thing to do as an organization number two that 's how you 're going to drive up drive up trade value doug you're not you 're missing out the biggest point though because like if this thing gets
0: completely run back the way that you 're describing, then what is that locker room like what is that team bus? what is that plane they 're all like levels of toxicity that cannot be withstood by anyone involved that was a chef in this recipe of disaster so like the guy Irving Durant, and I guess general management like those three can never exist again now like everyone else including bid simmons because i don't necessarily think bid simmons is in this but also yeah. the only the, the only part of the facility he's in is the training room so i guess it doesn't super matter sure but like you can't ret- you're past
1: the point of return I, I yeah you are past the point of return exactly and realize how low the bar was set last year it could not go worse Then last year, one of your star players refused to get a vaccine that was proven to be safe, sabotaging his team in the process. Your other superstar player got frustrated because your star player wouldn't speak up and do anything about it, (laughs) and he got (laughs) traded away. And then your super-duper star who still left won't make a public appearance. He's a horrible teammate. He can't control a locker room. Oh, and there's Ben Simmons, who didn't play a game of basketball. For any how team. can it get worse? You're like if you're the Nets, you're like, this season's gonna be great just by lowered expectations.
0: By the way, we're up to like twenty or thirty season ticket holders now. Yeah, they're all <laughs> Russian. This, <laughs> this is would be weird. really good. <laughs> Gloria Cisneros is going to join us when we get back. We're going to talk about the youth programs and the camps and what's going on at the Y. We're going to laugh a little bit. It's going to be good. Tune in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Live at the Y. I heard it's fun to stay here.
4: It's always fun at the YMCA. That's right. <laughs> Gloria
0: Cisneros is joining us, and we're going to talk. Uh, so give me, let me make sure I got this straight, Gloria. We're talking after-school programs? Are you kidding me? It's the first week of July.
4: Yes. Our after-school programs start in about a month or less. What? Yes. School's S- starting very soon. Feels like summer
0: just started. <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. I don't accept. I don't accept what you're saying.
1: I <laughs> but feel, it was just 4th of July. Was, like <laughs> That's what summer <laughs> Didn't is. Didn't school just get out Are you like yesterday? telling me yesterday? summer's almost over?
4: Yes, yeah, summer's almost over. We what? have about a month... In about nine days. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Y-Club After School Programs uh, registration is open. started open on the 20th. Yes. So people have been enrolling now, and. Obviously, there's uh, a lot of different places to do it, a horn location. But you're at Bel Air and and you're at all these different schools. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so what does it take to sign up, and and do you have to be a member, and what are the details?
4: So becoming a member is really great because you get um, 50% off um, all of the programs.
0: Become a member. Do that.
4: Yes, definitely become a member because if you're paying 50 for after school, you'd be paying 100 if you're not a member. And we also take ECECD contracts, early childhood education contracts. Okay. And we also offer financial assistance if you are unable to afford the $50 a week.
0: What a deal. Ten bucks a day?
4: Ten bucks a day, which is pretty much nothing, especially if you think about a babysitter. Yeah. That would be like ten. And we do way more than babysitting. I mean, we help with homework. We have, you know... Science projects, art projects, we help with math. Um, we are totally STEAM based and we love, love Before and After School.
1: When Van so signs that $10 up. $10 a day is like two sandwiches for your kids. This. You can't even afford to feed your kids for we what offer you can send them to too. the YMCA. They we offer your, you got yes. snacks, too. We'd be insane. <laughs> so when Van Why am I not coming here? <laughs> when Van signs up my life up, would be so much easier and s- <laughs> like just streamlined.
4: Well, Van, you could always you need become routine. an employee. Have I aged out of the program? <laughs> you have, Van. Unfortunately, you're a little too old. <laughs> well, I'm
1: about the same mental level. Yeah, that's hundred percent
0: true. Yeah. When Van signs up his child, it's fifty dollars a week as a member. But when Van uh, finds out that he has a second child and then has to sign them up immediately, is there a discount for multiple ki- multiple children
4: yes so we do offer a discount if you have more than one child it's five dollars off any additional child okay, after that so okay. if you have a second child it'd be 45 dollars a week and it just gets cheaper and cheaper by child
1: nice <laughs> i'm gonna go find some more of my kids then that's a ben,
4: <laughs> they have to be I'm your, gonna your gonna trace, kids you just can't just go find steps. kids <laughs> trace
1: my steps in my last few
0: vacations uh,
4: <laughs> so,
0: so so is it kids are bus here to the y or is it done on site at, at locations around the city how does it work
4: so we have uh, multiple on-site locations we have albuquerque school of excellence montezuma sunset view and mitchell elementary we also transport to the horn from uh bel governor bent hodgen inez montevista zia or zuni
0: oh okay so i mean that's I, I think that's all of them i don't know how close that is to all of them but it seems
1: like a lot
4: yes we are uh, providing a lot we are also looking if you're a principal and you're listening to this we're also looking for other schools that we could open with and partner with so if you're a principal and you need an after school program or a before school uh, school program please reach out to the ymca we are here to help with your community needs and
1: i could not endorse the lovely people the ymca anymore right you know break the fourth wall here (laughs) feel free they, they pay us but even if they didn't, I would be saying the <laughs> exact pay same thing. We you guys with kindness. You're so, <laughs> you're so lovely, and you care so much about the community, and you just attract the best people to work and to volunteer yeah, and to help run this organization. It is absolutely insane to me how you just attract the best people in Albuquerque right here to the YMCA. Well, in
0: in post-COVID, how have you seen the response from, like, the – like, right now you have camp going on here at the Y. Yes. How have you seen the response from the kids being able to find that social aspect again for the first time and so on? Because, you know, if we really think about it, it's been, like, two years since you've been allowed to have friends.
4: Yeah, so we – you know, we did struggle a little bit at first. Seeing the kids, you know, they were a little shy at first. You know, didn't timid. know how to. Man, yeah, timid. very timid. Now that it we're uh, six weeks into the summer, they're excited. They're running around. They're screaming. I'm sure you guys could hear them in the background. Sure. Non stop. <laughs> we don't. We don't know
0: if it's enjoyment or 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 what. what what's another one? Torment. I don't want to know. No.
4: It's definitely enjoyment. Oh, okay. We have oh, good, tons okay. of stuff. You know, good, just good, like good. this week, we are going <laughs> skating. So What? You yeah. the Roller King? Yes. Are it's b- actually Skatomania now. What is
1: that? Skatomania? <laughs> what is that? The roller King. Ro- the Roller King has been dethroned? Are you messing
4: with me? Yes. I was so shocked myself. When the summer camp kids are super excited.
0: We have...
1: The King is dead. Long
3: live up. the mania. Are
1: you guys messing with me right now? I, no.
0: I have no I'm idea serious. if she is or not. <laughs> so, like... The, the skate rink is no longer the Roller King. No, it's called Skatomania. I thought all skating rinks were called Roller Kings, just like all Chinese restaurants are like the same. Like, but they're they're all China Kings. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought they were all Roller Kings. Like
1: all copiers are not Xerox. Yeah. All Kleenexes are Kleenexes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally facial tissues are clean. Yeah, I'm literally <laughs> blown away by this. <laughs> like,
4: Guys, we're supposed to be talking about before oh, so and after Oh, four. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm you're <assuming> getting distracted. <laughs> so See, I'm just as bad as
4: the children. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We're way worse <laughs> so than we need children. To, so we need to meet you at the Roller King, though. Yeah. That's what you're saying? Because we'll, we're in to volunteer. Yes.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. We we're there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So let's go. That's
1: what? So, <laughs> that's so <laughs> many. <they're there. laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday?
4: Yep. It's we have uh, each week our summer camps have a swim day as well as a field trip and, yep, every week we have a site that's over there at Roller King this week. Yep. All right, well, I'm so
1: uh, in. And I'm assuming you're already looking forward to before and after school programs because the summer programs are just running so perfectly and they're so full and there's nothing that we can do to help. So now we need to look forward to school time, right?
4: Yes, exactly. We just want to be able to, um, you know, reach out to the community and let them know we are still here. We're here to help your children. We're here to help them succeed after school. And we do align with APS's curriculum, and uh, we are very STEM-based, you know – child-led base, you know, we're trying to improve their lives, you know, not only um, academically but personally as well.
0: So, right, so obviously, the, as far as the camp going on right now, it, it's still taking registrations? You can come in mid or is it, is it full up for the rest of the summer?
4: <laughs> so, for the Horn Family YMCA location, we are completely full. We do have St. Paul's location that's probably can accept maybe three more children. Oh, okay. so But very the few. rest of them are completely full, yes.
0: Okay. And what what would a
1: what would a parent expect their children to be doing at these uh before and after school programs?
4: So the first thing that we mainly like to do is of course feed them snack because when they get out of school they're hungry, they're sure. exhausted, they're tired from the day. We let them have a little break and eat snack. And then we help them with their homework that way uh anytime you know they go home they don't have to worry about getting their homework done or you know asking those questions we're always there to help them do that we also do you know science experiments artists art experiences um we do just so much fun a lot of it is a lot of games as well the kids love to play games so we do everything you guys could think of (laughs) i mean
0: what's up you celebrate birthdays what's the deal with that
4: oh yes we do celebrate birthdays um as long as they want to celebrate the birthday, of course, you, we have some children that don't want to celebrate it, and that's okay.
0: Okay, miss me with that.
4: <laughs> but, yes, we, we do celebrate birthdays. You know, children are allowed to bring cupcakes. Um, you know, we have, like, a little birthday badge for them to wear. So, yeah, we, we do celebrate birthdays, and we do make it an all-about-them day and, you know, kind of make them center of attention for that
0: day. One, one last time before we send you home, Gloria, uh, what is the cost of the after-school program, and what is the best way to register your child now?
4: So it's $50 a week. You can register online at ymcacnm.org or you can come into one of our lovely locations and one of our front desk people will love to help you.
0: There you go. All right. About as easy as it gets.
4: Yes. Yeah, simple as one, two, three. That's... <laughs> love everything or about... Or simple as YMCA. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gloria Cisneros, thank you so very much for being a part of the program and introducing us to the after school program at the beginning of freaking July. Okay.
4: Okay. Well, it's almost school time. You got to get prepared. Go. Fred you start ahead of
1: time you, you are you don't just wing it you just don't wing it like I do <laughs> you gotta be prepared like Fred
4: yeah because then yeah. it's gonna fill up before school starts and then you're gonna be like oh I don't have any room yeah. well you should have registered in July Why well, I,
1: mean, I, I just call Gloria
0: I be, mean, Gloria can't we figure it out Gloria I mean I made a poor decision here I just can I, and she would say no Fred You need to
4: register Register, now. Should (laughs) have registered
1: registered on July 5th, you dummy. Whenever we
0: get back, (laughs) I'm going to tell you how the Roller King became the Skaterama because apparently it was featured in Stranger Things and I had no idea about that. That's exciting. Two it on, (laughs) 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. All right, here's a fun WWE story, Bam. Is it? (laughs) You know, I try to sneak one in. Also, um, apparently this... The Roller King, which is now the Skater Skatomania. Okay. I guess it was changed because they were filming Stranger Things, and then after the Stranger Things episode aired, I guess like Roller King attendance is like through the Roller King roof. I bet it is. We, here's what we are in. I'm, Roller King A, bro. We're calling. I'm calling Roller King in the morning. We're gonna figure out a way to have like a, a Roller King relationship. Also, Skatomania. If they pay me money, I'll call them by the right. That's time. roll, bro. <laughs> ah. the, uh, this is a neat one. So, you know, I'm going to SummerSlam this weekend? Not this weekend. At the end of next month? It's in Nashville. It'll be a good little deal. Um, I'm a big WWE guy. Cool. Yep. And one of the events at SummerSlam is Pat McAfee
1: versus Happy Corbin.
0: And you're like, well, okay, Fred, like, yeah. those are two pro I thought Happy Gilmore was a golfer. All right. That doesn't – Happy Corbin okay. is his name. And you're like, well, Fred, this isn't, like, a super very interesting story. There are, you know, there are, like, matches every day. Like, we don't talk about matches. It's stupid. Well, here's the thing. Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin – Is he a Corbin, Baron? No. Is played by a guy named Thomas uh, P. Stock, okay? Nice. Yeah. And he is wrestling against Pat McAfee, who's wrestling under his legal name. Yeah. And the thing that's so interesting about this in 2022 is both of these cats played for the Colts in 2009. Wait, what? So both both of these competitors at the like, second greatest stage of the mall, SummerSlam, competing against each other in a pro wrestling bout, both were teammates on the 2009 Indianapolis
1: Colts. So Baron Corbin, a.k.a. Happy Corbin. Timmy Peacock. Yes. Played on the Colts the same time that Pat McAfee was the best punter in the NFL. That is correct. That's bonkers. Yes. And now they're both in the <laughs> WWE. And they're both at the absolute top of their game. I'm, a, I'm cheating off of your homework here. Yes. And I'm looking at this picture of Baron Corbin. Uh-huh. Are you sure he's not a bass player for an emo band? He
0: has that energy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is that his shtick? Um, his, is he, like, really sad all the time? His
0: shtick now is that he won big in Vegas, and he became Happy Corbin. And he's basically just a pro wrestling version of Lou Vega's Mambo Number 5. And he just tries to live his whole life similar
1: to Mambo Number 5. God, why did I let you do this segment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm this is, okay, so astronomical odds. As one of your NFL teammates, you got... To the NFL. That's crazy. And then you decided to thwart your NFL career and go into, I'm pretty sure, professional wrestling and or an emo band. I'm not sure yet. I need more clarification. Again, Lubega. But then you make it to the WWE, which the odds are also astronomical. And then not only that, mm-hmm. you're wrestling. In the WWE, against your former NFL teammate. Yes,
0: in front of forty-four thousand people at whatever the stadium is in Nashville named now. No forty-four
1: thousand people <laughs> like wrestling. They will all be in one place. Oh my god!
0: And I assume that Peyton Manning will be the special guest referee, but I don't know for sure.
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: It would be sweet. <laughs> so there uh, you hey, go. Hey Pat, can't do that. Also, would you really like me to uh, to blow your mind on this one? Okay. So at training camp. They were roommates. Are Get you out. messing
1: with me right now? <laughs> I, I you can't make it up. Okay. Important question. Yeah. What did Timmy Peacock have to do to be roomed with the punter? Like, what did he do wrong? Well, to be fair. Um, to be fair. He did end up getting
0: cut in 2009. And then. Obviously, that team went on in 2010 to the Super Bowl, and
1: he wasn't a part of that, and that's kind of a big part of the story, too, I guess. Cause, oh, but, my God. Now they got beef. Yeah. Yeah, there's a backstory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you know you're going to get cut if they room you with the punter. You would that's think like the last That's the last room they give out.
0: When they're giving out the flyers, they're like, what are your hobbies and interests? And they were the only two guys who wrote down professional wrestling, obviously, yeah. and they were like, we'll just, we'll bunk these boys up because it's not like, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not June every month, but it should be.
0: And, you know, there's all kinds of, like, weird, like, um, training camp rules and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah To yeah. where it's like, hey, Don't you can- ask, don't tell. Okay, nope, that's your oh, thing. Oh, that's a different one? That's a different one. Oh. That's different training. So, that's basic. Oh, basic training. Yeah. Right right, the, right, 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 This one is, like, hey, on certain days you can't wear a pad, and on certain days you can't use a football, and on certain days it's got to be whatever. So, to work around that, what a lot of NFL teams do is with, like... Special teamers, kickers, and punters, and long snappers, and stuff. They're like, uh, oh, they actually just took the day off today. And they go to like a local, like, high school field and get their reps in on their own and do their own thing right. and kind of exist. And I think that was probably a part of it where they were like, hey, you know, Happy Corbin, can you, which they didn't call him Happy Corbin at the time because he was not a pro wrestler yeah, at the his time. That's not a real name. But they're like, all. can yeah. you just go snap to Pat? Because no, Pat's no, going to no. make the squad. Yeah. And we can't touch footballs on Tuesdays. Yeah. So can you follow him over to, uh, local high school by the way you two are slouches and no one's going to go
1: out there and put a camera on you by any means and instead of practicing and snapping of the punter they just wrestled all day lubed themselves up and just got their hands on each other put on a what do you call it a singlet did i get it right this time you're going a lot of directions all right three years of doing this show with you i know what a singlet is and they just like (laughs) just like a lot of like coconut oil and Just went at it on their day off. Is this close to what they did? Is this close? If you were
0: best friends in training camp with a guy for the Indianapolis Colts and then he got cut, would you make a blood oath pledge to each other as best friends to go on and eventually headline a pay-per-view for WWE Wrestling at the opposing rival Tennessee Titans Stadium?
1: I don't know if I'd go that far. (laughs) But I would at least offer... To split the Costco-sized coconut oil that they went through every Tuesday.
0: Two men on, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Pinon Coffee. We're live from the YMCA today. Come hang out with your boys, 4901 Indian School. Get you signed up. We had some new friends of the show coming today and sign up. Yeah, how Pretty about Pretty exciting. That? We're yeah, yeah. enjoying that one. We spent yesterday over at Hollow Spirits. You can spend a day with us this week over there. We'll figure that out. Also, we're hanging out with Locker 505, live from there. On Friday, that's going to be a good one. Isotopes are out of town for like two weeks. they got a crazy they're schedule. They're doing what? Um, yeah, they're out of time for like 19 days. Something two crazy. weeks? Isn't that crazy? Two weeks. Thank you, Teller Vodka. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal.
1: AM 610 KNML Albuquerque. The Sports Animal. Proud to be a cumulus media station. Even if they're not that proud of us. Now, now betting, betting for the Sports, for the sports animal. animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number Number two, two, men on, Van Van Nunley and Fred Slow.
0: And And in the the on-deck circle, circle. Robert Robert Buck D. D. Gibson.
1: This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow.
0: Normally this program's for the boys. Today it's for the young men. Albert Ramirez, welcome to the show. Let's go.
5: Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate that you guys are out here and all the great support that you guys provide.
0: Director of the YMCA, Albert Ramirez, who we just learned, uh, caught the biggest fish in the history of New Mexico (laughs) this past weekend. And I, I was like, well, what wall are you going to mount it on here at the Y? And you were like, no, you just, you just put it back in the drink just there. Put it back in. Let it
5: grow some more so I can catch it again another this,
0: time or somebody else can.
1: I think that's rude of him <laughs> to not eat him. You just, like, threw him back in, made him late for an appointment. That's a fool fish. Yeah, <laughs> He's, kind of, he's going to get to, like, an important business meeting, and you're like, Charlie, you're five minutes late. Yeah, that, what happened? <laughs> I was driving down the highway, and I saw this worm, and this guy pulled me out. That's a they terrible fish. A picture, and then put me back in. Charlie? Yeah, Charlie. That's Charlie, tuna, right? That's Charlie,
0: the tuna, right? Charlie the tuna. Okay, it was, I think p- it was as big as a tuna. That's it's all right. Good size. It's a chicken of the sea. Good really tall guys.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Albert, how's the Y? What's going on, Big Dog?
5: Oh, it's going great. You know, we're our uh, our membership is just growing. Congratulations. Seeing a ton of new faces in here. Yeah. Uh, nice, this nice fa-
0: people that are kind.
5: Absolutely, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of families taking. Uh, taking advantage of the value add membership that we now there have that, that we launched in march so we're seeing a, a lot of people buy into that um basically it's an all-inclusive membership so youth sports is free uh, a lot of other programs that we offer are free to the youth um all our, of course our group exercise yoga cycling all those programs are free you get unlimited use of our facilities and access to ymcas nationwide so it's a it's a great program, and we're getting a lot of a lot of new faces coming in here, and it's awesome to well, see. And a I,
1: little
2: first
0: h-
1: off, I don't believe you. <laughs> you. You use the words free and unlimited and all encompassing, and how does this work?
5: That's right. No, that's that's the beauty of it, right? Um, you know, a lot of people pay a lot of money to get into the community and do programs, and we figure, hey, we're all about the community. Try, you know. Look at what's going on across the nation, right, right now with prices and inflation and everything.
0: Macadamias are fifteen dollars a pound. There you go. Yeah. So this is just a way
5: to to make sure that people have access to the YMCA, have access to these programs. Um, you know, we have a lot of a lot of individuals too that provide donorship and sponsorships to the Y, and a lot of this is. A lot of the scholarships that you hear, the, a lot of the financial assistance that we give out, it's all because of those community uh, businesses and individuals that support the Y. So we it's had, a good thing.
0: We had talked about that at length whenever you guys were promoting the summer camp, which, by the way, is full up. I mean, packed to the gills. Yeah. And you had talked Should about it. You sco- to us a couple yep, months ago. Had, yeah, tuned yeah. in a little late, boys. Yep. And Whenever you, we were talking about it, there was, there was an assistance program. There was a scholarship program for that. Did you guys end up exhausting that entire program? We pretty much did, yeah.
5: Um, they allowed us to be a little more flexible than just scholarships and do a few other things with it. Oh, but Yeah, so it, it was fantastic. A lot of people who don't typically come to the Y got to come out and experience what the Y does. So it was really good.
0: Is it obviously a lot of renovations in the last couple of years since COVID, a lot of new equipment. Um, the energy here is in such a positive trend. And I, and I can't say I knew it before, but in my, oh gosh, now two years of yeah. membership here at the Y, yeah. that's crazy. That there is such a, a positive energy about it. How's it been introducing that to members that are returning to the Y for the first time in a couple of years? Uh, it's been fantastic,
5: especially those, you know, that have taken a break because of COVID. Um, they're starting to come back out and get involved and, Knock on wood, hopefully COVID stays at bay and we don't have any more issues I think with that. it's over now. I heard it's over. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> but uh, it's been great. They're, they're loving what they're seeing. Like you said, a lot of renovations, a lot of new new equipment. And that's just the start. We're uh, just about to order brand new selectorized equipment for the fitness center. Okay. Um, so that that we're hoping, you know, the way things are now, it'll take a few months, but that stuff will come in for both facilities. We're also looking at renovating the gymnasium here, the, the basketball court towards the end of the year as well. So there's a lot of excitement going on here at the Y.
1: I was talking to the lovely Gloria Cisneros about there it this. Is. But how do you guys attract the nicest person on earth for every single position you have open? Everybody's the nicest person I've ever met who works here. Yeah. Well how I, do you do that?
5: I think that's just part of the Y culture, right? What the Y is. Uh, we're welcoming, we're the most welcoming place on earth. We like to say that. We've branded that um you know and that's that's what we you know talk to our staff about you know we're here we're here to serve that's what the why and the the, this community organization is about and so I think they buy into that you know and that and that's a good thing of course they get a lot of training behind it but they really step up to the plate with that and they do great jobs so
0: a couple big fundraisers coming up for the why you got the details in front of you
5: yeah so we got our big uh Top golf again, driving for good, uh, coming July 21st. So, definitely still looking for teams. There's still plenty of space available. So, go to our website, ymcacnm.org. You can sign up there. Looking for sponsors if your business is interested in sponsoring. Remember, all the proceeds go back to all those scholarships and financial assistance applications that we put out there. Um and so everything that comes in basically goes right back into the community. So we'd love to see you guys out there. Come out and join us. I mean well, the bo- we'll the boys the
0: boys will put a team in. The we'll
5: boys there, will put sure. a team. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll I, I think there. they had a ringer last year if it's, I remember.
1: Did you guys yes we did yeah it was quite unfortunate unfortunate for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> professional Professional golfer playing top top well
0: i mean why why though yeah i yeah mean, yeah levi brockhoff who's like yeah. just the well. Uh, well uh what what's the kindest way to say sniper in the game of golf? <laughs> well, I mean,
1: Albert said ringer. I think yeah, that's ringer is uh, yeah. good enough for me. Full-blown
0: sniper at yeah. golf can do it all. Yes,
1: scratch at least yeah. golfer.
0: And and I only play the Angry Birds game. So if you guys need me to like come through in a greater way, I mean, I'm gonna have to put in a lot of swings, boys. I'm a hack. I'm a full-on hack. <laughs>
1: So this is this is going to be the second annual. Second annual. Yeah. So we start time was the inaugural.
5: We started it last year. Of course, there wasn't a top golf here. So we we got all over it. And uh, last year was fantastic. Of course, you guys were there. You guys did a fantastic job. And uh, we're looking forward to having you guys there again and uh, just continuing to grow the event, you know, again. All the proceeds go back to the community and, and families in the community that need services that the Y provides. So. And
1: this and this event is a lot of fun for multiple reasons. Like if you haven't been to Top Golf, it's I mean it's a great place, and it's it's you can just have fun. Like you don't have to play like on a you know seventy two stroke golf course right. and you know get demolished by a bunch of ringers. If you're a rookie, if you've never swung a golf club before, Top Golf is still fun. So I don't care if you're, like, a scratch golfer like our ringer, Levi, from last year, or if you've never played before, the YMCA Top Golf Tournament is where it's at because we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to do a lot of great things for the community. And uh, your golf expertise is not necessary. Yeah, that's
5: true. Just come out, swing the club, the ball's going to fall in the hole somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> the, uh,
0: back to, so everything's back to, like, pre-COVID now, right? It's, yeah. Your hours much. have returned.
5: Uh, for the most part. Okay. We're not fully there yet, but we're pretty close.
0: So what what are the current hours of the Y?
5: Uh, 5.30 to 8, Monday through Friday. That's pretty good. Uh, that's at 5.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then Saturday, seven uh, 7.30 to 3, and Sunday, 1 to 5 right now.
0: And obviously, the Y, we talk about this a lot, too. The Y is such a great first-time employer. The Y is great for young adults or young kids that are looking to become young adults. And mm-hmm. I believe Glory was telling us she has something like over 40 like summer helpers is that summer employees, coaches, and yeah, counselors. And
5: we probably hire an additional 150 staff just for the summer, That's not just crazy. in Gloria's program, yeah. but Camp Shaver up in the in the Hemis Mountains and uh, uh, our fitness staff, all of that member services. Yeah, so. You know, a, a lot of the a lot of the young adults that come through here end up being teachers and, and uh, educators and a lot of different things that that come out of here. But, yeah, it's absolutely wonderful to see them come through, be a part of that journey with them um, and just kind of help them understand, you know, what it is to have these kind of responsibilities and, and get out in the workforce. So it's
1: good. Are there any opportunities right now for employees or volunteers? Uh,
5: Always opportunities. Like Gloria okay. said, we bring in a lot of summer staff, but they are just here for the summer. So a lot of them end up going back to school full time. So we're looking for for after school help for our, our youth program there. We are looking still for member services. And we are looking for our uh, personal trainers and fit coaches that work with our members as well.
0: See, a so. little inside baseball here, because I, like you, Albert, you've not got a rich history in health clubs and, and kind of this existence. And yeah. There's a, a lot of individuals who do uh, promo chasers, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are always looking for the deal, and it's new month, new deal kind of thing. Is, is that how it is here at The Y, or is it kind of the established? Uh, it's now the, the, everything's incorporated, family flat fee. Like what, what is the sign up cost right now for a new member at The Y?
5: Yeah, so yeah, you you always have some of those right that are chasing the promo, but I think we I think we have a great retention uh, with our members. We don't see a lot of people jumping in and out. Yeah, um, the promo right now is we're we're waving half of the joining fee to there sign up, uh, trying to to help again families get ready for the school year and get those families in that need before and after school care and those types of things. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, we are. Uh, Again, like I said, all inclusive, so we're enrolling for youth sports, so those are all included in the membership um, so you're not going to find that anywhere else um, and uh, we're just continuing to to be out there in the public and and do what we do and try to help the community
1: so beyond the uh, the top golf tournament, what else do you have going on that the the community can help support
5: yeah, so our corporate office also has an annual golf tournament that's happening at the Tanawan Country Club oh, pretty here August, in pretty August. Nice there, yeah. um, so that'll be great. We do a couple other things throughout the summer. There's a cycle marathon up at Camp Shaver at a, sorry, our McLeod location uh, in November. And we have an annual dinner, which usually turns out to be some kind of event. I think we had a a casino night last year.
1: That was a blast. Um,
5: And that is right now we're planning on that for September. So a lot of different things to come out and support this cause. And, and, uh, again, give back to the community because that's where it all goes back to
0: Anything we missed, Albert? Anything we didn't cover? No, you guys are awesome. We
5: appreciate you guys being out here. And, uh, you know, come out and see us at the Y. A lot of things are happening.
0: It's great. This, uh, we, you know, a uh, little testimony right here. You know, obviously you uh, you have your home. And you have your work. And I think everyone kind of has those things. And how important it is to have that third place in your life. And and for Van and I, you know, the YMCA is our third place, you know. And, and since like our kind of commitment to the Y and obviously the radio program here now, but uh, being able to move away from some of the distractions that we had and, and kind of in, insert this as. The positive influence it's been in the people and the culture and everything that surrounds it. Find your third place. The why the why can absolutely be it. And uh, catch boys in the morning. Uh, we've, I've recently moved. I've been a little spotty in my attendance. Uh-huh. I was taking advantage of the one up on Tramway. Tell you what, I missed the horn. Got to start coming back. So, go. yeah, so we're going to start making sure we're here on a very regimen basis. And, and come, have, come hang out with your dudes. So, Albert Ramirez, thank you so very much. Thank you, guys. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. Been a good one today.
1: Always is. Especially when we're here. You took a couple days off last week. Bronchitis adjacent. I didn't take a couple days off. I was forced to by my physical health. Big thank you to jo- a difference. Big I think- wasn't in Aruba, Fred.
0: Big thank you to Jordan <laughs> Mosley from the Duke City Gladiators who sat in for you, who uh, could basically take your job anytime he wanted. He's um, much better at this than we are.
1: By talent or by force, both okay, yeah, he yeah. Would, he would uh, he
0: would do it through talent, so he wouldn't have to do it through force, and that would actually be good for you that would but, be,
1: but he always has that card in all his the backpack. time yeah, 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 yeah.
0: and Andre Strajillo, president of the New Mexico games and owner of the New Mexico runners, who joined me last Friday at the ballpark uh, the two men on drip was there for L j Hatch, who uh let's a little pinch-hitty boy, got a little home runny boy, had a pretty good little weekend boy, also got engaged last week, talked about it on the program Aww. I'm just saying. Two men on drips there. It's a real thing. It's a very real thing. It's a very real thing. You're welcome, Albuquerque. It's not a real thing for my Washington State Cougars who are not in the conversation between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 on combining their conferences into anything that can remain
1: existence. What? RIP Pac-12. Somebody's going to recruit Oregon now if it isn't the Big 10 already. So
0: it looks as if it's – well, so it looks like the Big 12 – is aiming to meet with everyone that's not Oregon State and Washington State. That's because the conversation. Screw those guys. Yeah, apparently, man. Welcome to the
1: Mountain West, boys. <laughs> that's
0: to be fair. To be fair, might be good be for fair. my might be good. Thank you, Michael. Might be good for my alma mater. Like to step it down one notch. I mean, we just don't compete at the football level. And that is what it is, and that is fine. But we compete at so many other things, you, well, I mean, you
1: basketball-wise, baseball-wise. You had Gardner Minshew, and you couldn't even do anything with that? It hurts me. It hurts me. Also. So I haven't got the update today. Yeah. Are there any more exoduses from the Pac-12? Well, oh, not officially. It's still just USC and yeah. UCLA as of now. Yeah. Okay. But also. But that's, I mean, that's the first domino. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, it's over now.
0: I agree because I'm thinking of a lot of cool ways to come up with, like, a six-pack branding for the school. Like, there has to be something there, right? Sure. And also, if you're in the Mountain West, and I always talk about Gonzaga, and I always talk about, like, some of these other joke Pacific Northwest <laughs> institutes. Like, you got you have to, if you care at all about the Pacific Conference, you have to create this thing. And the thing about the Pacific Conference is, and what I'm about to say is going to sound stupid to sports fans, you can't create it around the idea that football is important. You have to create it around the idea that basketball is important. And you can't create a conference where you're like, hey, we're going to be in the mix for football, and that, the problem is you miss out on all the money. Because that would make you a liar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that's why USC and UCLA left, because they still want to get the money for the football. Football money. Because is... they can do those things. They're yeah. good at those sports. Yeah, No one else in the Pac-12 is good at those
1: sports. Oregon's next. Every conference would love to have Oregon. Love to God USC and UCLA, that is such a huge get for the Big Ten travel notwithstanding. But you get that whole Southern California market just sucked right up into your conference. It doesn't make any sense logistically because of how huge the United States of America is, but for financially and like assigning your brand to someone else's brand, it's genius that the Big Ten was able to suck up all of Southern California. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I agree with what you're saying as far as for the Big Ten, but I'm talking about like what the Pac-10 is currently because it's not the Pac-12 anymore. Sure. But what it is currently is if you're the Pac-12, which, by the way, suffering, like one of these two things is going to cannibalize each yeah. other, there's no money <coughs> in getting Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, I guess Oregon Utah. a little bit. Stanford, Utah, UC, or excuse me, Utah and Washington, like these schools are not going to show up and you're going to be like, oh, cool, we're the football conference. Right. You're not the football conference with these.
1: You, I mean, Utah is a program on the rise. They've been competitive for a, a, quite a while now. Yeah, 12 years probably. Stanford goes up and down. Yeah. California goes up and down. Arizona State. Goes up and down. They, they've been absolute losers since we stole their coach, Danny Gonzalez. Though, uh, so screw Arizona State. Man. We win. You joke. Absolutely spot on. And then the rest are just like really good at basketball. Like that's a. It would be a great. It's very baske- good basketball. Great basketball. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So let let a couple of the football powerhouses leave, and then everyone else gets sucked into a basketball conference. It's. I mean, it's the natural order of things. And look, this is like I said, the first domino. This movement, like. Teams leaving the Big 12, going to the SEC. Teams leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big 10. This is just the first domino of none of these conferences existing at all. There's just going to be giant divisions of football powerhouse conferences and then everyone else. Because they're just jockeying for TV money right now. That's how I feel. This has nothing to do with logistical, regional competition. This has to do with you lump the best money-making teams together. Make sure you secure those TV contracts because in the future, the TV contracts are going to go off ratings, mm-hmm. off of viewership, not because you have a really cool alma mater and you're a historic college football team. They're going to go off recent numbers. You're going to get this TV contract because you had this many eyes watching. You get this Notre TV Dame contract
3: and all that. No, they stay independent. They've got to stay. Because they can't mess yeah. up no, their NBC Even though they're deal. lucrative and they, they're a great catch it's, for a conference. A, right. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, people have been trying to recruit Notre Dame for years. But they got NBC money. That's yeah. universal money. That's And it's all on their own. Correct. Yeah. They don't got to split it with a conference. No, you don't
0: mess that up at yeah, all. And, then, sure. and, and you're always in the conversation. You're always in the mix. And now, uh, you know, name, image, likeness, like, you don't need to. You can have those players. Because, like, you know, talking about the Big 12 – in Vital, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like Yale, Cincinnati, Houston, and one of the crappy Florida schools. Like, they're the newest members. Central Florida. Uh, thank you. And I'm not looking at the Big 12 and being like, oh, that's that's the hotness. Right. That's not the hotness.
1: Texas and Texas A&M are gone. No. Yeah.
0: Like, adding University of Houston and Cincinnati, i like, cool, I guess you've won some football games against some lesser conference schools. But I'm over here, like, I'm hitting the snooze button. I'm hitting the snooze button on this Big 12. And I'm hitting the snooze button. If you think that you're adding Colorado and that's going to make you a thing, because Colorado doesn't have Cordell Stewart anymore. It's been a minute. <laughs> there's no,
1: there's no Stewart to Westbrook combination. <laughs> there's, there's no there's, Michael Westbrook anymore. There's no Jeremy Bloom. That's uh, a returning black hole kicks. of talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like figure it out. Yeah. Pack our Big Twelve. So, Pac-12, I say forget it. If and if you can figure out a way to split your sports and go and go between conferences, and and you can keep basketball in the Pac-12, and and you can move football to the Big 12, and you want to make it all weird and stupid, you do that. But I'm not in at all thinking that either of these things is one thing.
1: No, this is just the beginning of the end. Look, there's not going to be conferences anymore. The all the big football powerhouses that the television providers are going to pump money into those big TV deals. That's going to be one group, whether it's 50 teams or 64 or whatever, it's going to be double the size of the NFL, and they're all going to play each other, and they're all going to have their own playoff system yeah. and their own bowl games, and everyone's going to make tons of money, and everyone else is going to compete for the crumbs and then have to live off of name-image likeness because these giant conference contracts, those don't exist anymore. It's just going to be for the real powerhouses and you're going to see the SEC is going to eat up the Big 10 and then the Big 10 and SEC is going to eat up all the good competition from these other conferences and then everyone is going to be el- else is going to be left well, fighting for scraps. The way
0: you're describing it, SEC and then 100 other collegiate schools below that? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So then,
1: if and it's going to probably rebrand too, because it's going to be nationwide. It's not the SEC anymore. Oh, okay. it's going to be it's going to be whatever it ends up being, but it's going to be different and all the same.
0: Yeah, the Acura Conference or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I'm in on that idea. The and that's why I think Notre Dame stays so far out of it, because like Notre Dame, since when is when did Notre Dame become Notre Dame? Joe Montana. Before that. Yeah, before that, Joe. Yeah, Theismann? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so oh, Roger Staub back in the oh, early '60s. Okay. That, yeah, that, okay, I'll buy that. Sixties. The tradition of it. So that. Notre Dame has you know been Roger leaving. Roger Staub back Can go to Navy. I think Ken Stabler. Yeah, I'm thinking of Ken Stabler.
1: I'm so often am you thinking of Dave Robinson? Actually, the hot '70s porn <laughs> mustache. <laughs> but I'm always thinking of Kenny Stabler, baby.
0: Notre Dame has by choice left millions of dollars on the table for decades because they don't want to be told. Like Notre Dame don't need the same serving that everyone in the Big 10 is getting cuz they don't they're currently eating from an entirely different buffet. Like it is it is not it's not imperative or important to Notre Dame cuz right now with the freedom of their scheduling which is anything they want whenever they want. Yeah. They get it all. Yeah, but and, if you
3: have a playoff system that you have to be in a conference that could hurt an independent like them. That's all I'm saying. That's why the Big 10 fits so well.
1: In in that situation, like when all of these conferences conglomerate into one big, real Division One football powerhouse, whatever you want to call it, and they force Notre Dame to join so they could be in the playoffs, so they could be in bowl games. That's the only situation where I think Notre Dame gets in. In the traditional, they still got to be undefeated, though. Yeah. So, in the traditional conference sense, like business as usual right now, they're not going to. They're good. They love their independence. They I make feel. so much more money out of being independent. They're a brand all on their own. They don't need to tie their wagons to anything else except for themselves.
3: Yeah, but all you, they you got, the Big All Ten. they got to
1: do is duck lawsuits from their priests. That's, Besides that, they are doing fantastic.
3: <laughs> and that's why the Big 10 fits so well because you got eight Eastern East Coast schools and now you got the addition of USC and UCLA, you cover the West Coast. Easy going, right? The easy Sure. Place.
0: Yeah. When's the last time Notre Dame won anything? Really, answer. Eighties.
1: Robic
3: Ishmael.
0: Yeah. 19- there it is. Yeah. There's our dude back there. always no, the a Notre Dame fan
3: walking amongst us. Yep. Yeah, always.
0: And Notre Dame has maintained prestige and maintained relevance for now thirty-two or excuse me, forty-two years. God, that's forty-two years without winning anything. They I was negative two years thing. old.
1: You have to change a thing. I haven't won a championship my whole life. San Jose and they sh- keep gaining fans. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like this young cat who just walked out of the Y. Vital. He won forty-two. No, that's a young cat. Yeah. The big winner in the world of professional sports today is the San Jose Sharks, and we'll tell you more about that when we get back. For two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Back live at the YMCA today. I hang out with your boys forty-nine oh one Indian School. It's not the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School, but it is the San Mateo exit. So there you go. Take that, take that, everyone. I said I was wrong.
1: Boom, map makers.
0: Who says map makers? Map makers. Map makers. Map makers. Make me a map.
1: That's a strong reference there.
0: Thank you. Mike Greer made history as the NHL's first Black general manager when the San Jose Sarks announced his appointment to that position today. Van the Let's what? Go.
1: Congratulations. Let's go. Congratulations, Mike. Congratulations, San Jose. Congratulations, NHL.
0: That had been a weird barrier for a long time in the NHL.
1: Sure. Kind of crazy. No, it's very crazy. There's a huge responsibility
0: that comes with it, right?
1: Yeah. like Way more than Spider-Man. What? Huh? The first black Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility, Fred.
0: Ah, Greer played 14 seasons in the NHL for four teams. One of those teams was the Sharks. Played for Detroit, played for the Rangers, played for the Blackhawks. Here's the thing that's the thing is older brother Chris jamming the NFL's Miami Dolphins. hey oh. It's in the blood. Where's the tampering there? I guess that doesn't work that way. No, nah, it's a different sport. <laughs> sort of thing.
1: It's wildly different.
0: I'm into it. I'm into it a lot. I don't know much about the relevancy of San Jose right now. I can, I, if, you're, if you're like, hey, Fred, do me a favor. Tell me about the landscape in the NHL. Well, I would struggle. I would struggle greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like breaking down barriers. And I think people of color in the front office is a big deal because, you know, GM is obviously the roster. I mean, that's kind of what everyone thinks. But it's so much more than just that.
1: Absolutely. And having a a decision-maker being a person of color. Like, breaking the color barrier on the field is one thing. We're glad that happened a long time ago. But this is a way bigger deal in such an Anglo-centric sport to have a person of color being a big-time decision-maker for a big-time organization with a huge cult following. Having a person of color running a hockey team is something that I legit did not think would happen in my lifetime. I
0: agree. Yeah, it seemed just too far-fetched.
1: Yes. First off, first off, why would he want to? And then second off, yeah, I didn't think we'd be this far already.
0: It has to be the first time, too, where two brothers or GMs of, like, the highest-level sports teams. I'm not talking, like, whatever. I'm talking, like... The NFL and the NHL, respectively, the highest. So it's this has to be a first. I can't imagine it's not.
1: In two separate sports, has to be a first, right?
0: And I can't think for a second that the way this is received is so important to me, because if it's if it's like celebrated and really put up on a pedestal, I think I'm into that energy. But also, I'm into the energy of.
1: Long Business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, of course we hired him. He was the most qualified candidate. This has nothing to do with racial relations. We hired the right guy. Let's go play hockey. Let's do that hockey, or whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drop the puck, boys. Let's get crazy. Is that what they say? I believe that's similar to what they say. Okay. I don't know. 505-246-0610 hit me with some hockey nomenclature. The thing I
0: know least everything I know, hockey nomenclature, yeah, everything I know about hockey nomenclature is from like
1: Letterkenny. like oh, i don't yeah.
0: i don 't know enough same
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, and physics is part of this equation too, like I know more about physics than hockey nomenclature. you know what 's like, kind of interesting yes
0: i don 't even know how far we need to go down this path because we don 't have a ton of time, but it's Greer was drafted by the blues a bunch of years ago, the St. Louis blues, mm-hmm. and they had this head coach, Mike Keenan who was like the worst person ever on the history of the planet. Oh, no, that's bad. Yeah, and he was like low-key super racist and super awful and terrible. And he traded his rights to San Jose before he ever put on a sweater. I know sweater is hockey. Yeah. And to that being your introduction to the league, to now being in a position where you would hire a guy in the position that Mike Keenan was in, just what a crazy journey. I'm into it. I'm like, I'm, I'm super feeling the story
1: because I like the triumph. I'm assuming that he is a very high character individual. Has to be. And would not act or thank like either one of us. But my first move is sending that old racist coach a signed jersey. The- like, you have to, <laughs> right? You have to. An 8 by 10 that he can put on his wall in a signed jersey that he can wear to Arby's or wherever. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Is, there's something, too, about, and I don't know what the press conference is, I, but if you give me something along the lines of, like, hey, today I'm the first person of color African-American GM in the NHL, and tomorrow I'm rebuilding the Sharks into a championship team. I'm like, that is it. That is, You've got me. Like, I'm, I'm hooked. My fandom is there. Boom. Let's go. Northern California and Northern California adjacent fans.
1: Let's rebuild the sharks. Do do, do 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 rebuild the sharks.
0: It's not so bad, actually. It's I'm super into that. I hope that <laughs> I hope that doesn't get in his head. He's gonna
1: quit tomorrow. He's like, I can't do this forever. There's something said about mentality
0: too, with like and I, I can tell you a ton about Greer's career. Like you but whenever you bring in like a former player and you can talk to guys from like a certain perspective to where it's Say save, save, if like you were like a hard-nosed cut type of dude on the ice, you can really connect with those guys. And by the way, the, the guys that weren't hard-nosed, the guys that were a little more finesse, the guys a little more goal-scory, they got a lot of respect for the guys who are hard-nosed. So you can have that conversation too. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's to me, because Northern California is a good get. I mean, weather and people and culture and amenities and all those things are there. And if you can give people a reason to come, Players will come. And by the way, do you want to live in San Jose if you're from the coldest parts of Northern Europe or Canada? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. You really want that. Yeah. Connect with a guy who can get you there. So I'm into it. Congratulations, NHL. Congratulations, the Sharks. Congratulations, Mike Greer. Big day. Look, legit. Well friggin' done. We are proud of you. I'm very much into it. We'll take one more, and when we come back, we'll wrap up the program. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirit. We're at the ballpark. It's New Mexico's Vodka Teller Vodka. I'm a big fan of that watermelon walk-off. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Live, a little baseball talk to finish off this four years.
1: Start with the standings, let it evolve from there. Sure. Well, let's just come in hot on this one. Okay. Because we were just talking about this during the break. I'm in. And sometimes the best segments don't even get on air because we get so passionate about these things. Mm -hmm. We probably shouldn't do it on air. But this is something we can agree on here. All right. Give it to me. For sure, first ballot, Hall of Famer, Albert Pujols. When it's all said and done and you look at his career numbers, we'll probably be on the Rushmore of baseball as being one of the small handful of best baseball players of all time, his his numbers this year do not say that he should be on the All-Star team. But do you think he should be giving a spot on the All-Star team just because of his legacy?
0: Okay. Um, Short answer, no. Long answer, yes. And the long answer, yes, is forget what you're saying. Just have a legacy game. Like, just had, like bring back everyone who in the last couple of years has been that dude, Derek Jeter, you can kind of whatever. And he, he would do it. He's got a new 30 for 30 coming out on him or whatever. Mm. But you bring back all those guys, and similar to the way you do the Celebrity Softball game and the Home Run Derby, you have that game. So, like, if – because you don't – I'm a, I'm about to be, like, kind of a jerk because I think this is Albert Pulse's last season. But guys change their mind on that stuff. Sure. Like, you can't roll the dice on it. You can't be like, hey, you're in the game as – it's your farewell season, goodbye, and then they're like, "Oh, actually, someone but, offered me twelve but, mil but. to to hit lefty sliders off the bench, and I think I'm going to do it
1: well, next season." To be fair, friend. to be fair, hmm, to be fair, no one is giving Albert Pujols that much money. Well, but you get to be analogy: a right-handed pinch pinch hitter who can only hit off of left-handers, which he's doing great. He's yeah. hitting he's hitting right below three hundred against left-handers this year, which is exactly what you want from a, a bat off the bench. But he's not. His slugging is low. I mean, he's getting his singles. He's moving base runners around. But this has to be it for Albert Pujols. And just because he's a shell of the former <laughs> Albert Pujols yeah. doesn't mean you don't honor him and cherish him any less. Okay, I got I, I think I, I think that he should be added to the all-star roster no matter what. I got it. and you pinch hit him at the end of the game. Mm-mm. He walks out, he tips his hat, Mm-mm. he obviously strikes out because the competition is so much better than nope. him
0: now, Mm-mm. and
1: then he walks off a hero. Here's what you do. Okay.
0: You're correct but you're wrong.
1: Oh often.
0: You put him on the AL all star team. And you let him bat lead off with Yadier Molina behind the plate and Adam Wainwright on the mound. And you let Adam Wainwright just goose like a high eighties, like fastball slider kind of thing right over the middle. Yeah. And you let him hit it to the other side of the planet. Yes. And then you start the game.
1: <laughs> like, That's um- fair. Immediately after. No, that. I, I like that too. That's the play. No, I like that too. Yeah, just like uh, just like they did with. Rivera in his last year and Jeter in his last year and Ripken in his last year. Like you know these guys are legends, you just put them on. Let them pitch. Do whatever. <laughs> it don't <laughs> matter. Let him, let him chalk the baseline. I don't care. He needs to be honored at the All-Star game. He is a living legend. I he is a titan of the sport. He is top 10 all time without stuttering. He might be considered top 5 all time. Oh, he's absolutely. He might be Rushmore of Baseball.
0: I'm telling you this. You let him show up. You figure out a way to give him some flowers. That's a good appearance. And then starting next year, the Legacy Game. Where it's if you retired within like the last five or you're up for like Hall of Fame induction or whatever. You find wherever these qualifications are. And you add it to the festivities of the weekend. Mean You buy a ticket and we go and watch the guys of quote unquote yesteryear, which is maybe just three, four, five years ago. But like Yeah, I'm into watch Albert Pujols play a game against Jay Bruce. Like, I don't know what that is, but I'm into it.
1: Well, I mean, at the Celebrity Softball game, they sprinkle in some legends, but it's not like recently retired legends. No, no, no. That can still hit them 400 feet. No. It's Robin Ventura who can throw a strike. I'll one-up you, brother. This is what you do. You put Albert Pujols into the home run derby, and then right before it hits his turn to bat, you distract him. Make his, make his back face the field and move the fences in, like, 30 feet and then let him hit, and he just smashes bomb after bomb, doesn't miss a single dong, and then, like, he tips his hat to the crowd, like, oh, my God, I did such a great job, and then you turn him again. Yeah. And then you move the fences back, and he gets to have his moment.
0: I right, knew I'm going to one-up you. Okay, let's hear Your it. Your plan was good. Mine is better. Let's see. You get the team of legacy players. Mm-hmm. You start the new legacy game. They play against the Savannah Bananas. Woo! Okay. All right. So the Bananas come out shenanigans galore, and then you see if the Legacy boys can put it on them. Which, by the way, no spring training. They're not really dialed in. And I'm sure they hadn't picked up the bat at all, or even close to before right. this. Yeah. But I'm in on this because I like displays.
1: <coughs> and by the way, they're called shibananigans. That. <laughs> yeah what you call them from now on. Why did you just write down Shabananigans? You're not going to save that note. I, I'm going to make sure that the next time this pops up, I'm going to use it.
0: <laughs> you don't know, let those slide.
1: You keep the good Halloween costumes. Jesus
0: Aguilar stole his first base this season. Oh, man. Also of his
1: career. He is gravity challenge. That's pretty impressive.
0: Also, he's played 701 games.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. How is there not even a pass ball that got
0: called a stolen base?
1: There's probably been a lot of pass balls, and he was just like, nah, we ain't doing this.
0: Yankees are so far out in front that it doesn't even seem predictable at this point. If you'd have asked me, to be, if if you're like, hey, this team is 30, eh, you know what, 35 games over, like just barely above 20 L's, and no one is going to be like even within a zip code of being close to them, that's something I would just predict at the beginning of the year because I host a radio show.
1: Sure. That's not a real thing. Right. I got, a, I got a fun stat to back you up right now. Yep. So the Red Sox are 13 games back behind the first place Yankees. Correct. The Red Sox are 10 games over 500.
0: <sighs> They're unreal.
1: The Red Sox went 20-6 and six last month and they fell a game and a half back. That's how good the Yankees are. The Red Sox, like I said, 13 games behind the Yankees. This is how good the Yankees are. The last place in the AL Central Royals, they're 13 games out of the wild card. Oh, it's so
0: crazy. That's
1: how dominant the Yankees are against everyone except for my Houston baseball Astros. Nine
0: and one in their last <laughs> ten is the Houston baseball Astros. Where are they at, 52. They're so good. They're so good. 52 and 27, but also they're not the story because the Yankees exist. Yeah. Also, if you're a Houston fan because you, like, have that weird complex mentally to where you need to be the victim and you need to be the underdog and you need to be the dark horse, Mm -hmm. if you're a Houston fan right now, you're like, oh, I just love that no one's talking about us and everyone's talking about the Yankees and we're the best-kept secret. And, by
1: the way, I know the Mets have 50 wins. Talk about them too. Yes. The only team that's more hated in baseball than the Astros is the Yankees. Thank you, New York. I've <laughs> shot out, big
0: homies. Dodgers got 50 wins on this campaign already. The Mets, we uh, the aforementioned. And then Vitals Brewers leading the Central with 47 W's. And
1: I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. They're pitching. We knew coming into this year was going to be phenomenal, but their bats have done enough to propel them to the top of the central. The
3: Cutchins had a great first part of the season.
0: Weird sentence. Super weird sentence. Giants are worse than we thought they would be. I think that's a fact. And they're still over 500. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're still
1: striking distance.
0: Padres, and this is the cliche Padres thing, where they're only three games out of first, but when they get healthy. They're doing
1: this. Without being healthy. Without Machado, without Tatis Jr., without two of their starting pitchers. This is bonkers what they're doing.
0: I think my Cardinals are in the mix for a wild card only. I, I'm having a hard time. They refuse to win multiple games in a row. Which,
1: oh, the Cardinals way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to just meddle here around, right around uh, the second place in the central, and we're going to look up at the Brewers until the very end, and we're going to pull it out with two games left, and that's going to be the whole deal. But I just I want my boys to figure it out. Don't feel like they're going to figure it out. Yep. Who who makes that big impact van at the uh, at the All Star break? Who what GMs are talking? What teams are talking? Obviously, with the way the playoffs are set up now, more guys
1: are in the mix. But what is it, who who makes that move? Um. Well, the the Mets get to make a couple additions by doing absolutely nothing. They're getting Max Scherzer back today. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure when the first pitch was he might be pitching right now and in about two more weeks they're going to get Jacob DeGrom back so even before the trade deadline the best team in the National League just got two of the best five pitchers back that is deadly I think every team in contention is going to make a move this year you're going to see a lot of movement this year
0: Fans leaving Oakland Coliseum last night for the Athletics game were hit by errant gunfire due to Fourth of July celebrators. Um, figure that out. That is that is stupid and that is unnecessary. Shoot
1: blanks, you idiots!
0: I had a uh, had a very tough weekend. Um, I had a loss in my family. I I love my grandmother and I miss her greatly. And um, thank you for all the many years of her support.
1: Two men on. I almost blew it. Final words, man? <laughs> Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on The Opening Drive with Jeff, JJ, and Amer.